show where you decide the topic from love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. The final call-in show of 2022. The show is off next week between Christmas and New Year. We will be back uh, New Year's Day, that is. We will be back uh, Wednesday, January 4th for the call-in show. So, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year in the meantime. And, uh, of course, the Sunday show, what would be the Sunday show, will be live on Friday, the 23rd, in a couple of days. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, also, we're having some duct tape experiences with Blonde's audio <laughs> setup tonight. So we're going to see if it hangs on. Might be in need of some new equipment, which is great timing for that. <laughs> but I know, because we don't have time to get it before Friday. Impossible to ship anything. Right. So we'll figure it out. Uh and uh, I don't know what the air temperature is where you are. I'm looking at my phone. Uh, current air temp, Bozeman, Montana, minus 21 Fahrenheit. Oh, God. That's not wind chill. That's air temperature. And mm. um, I have a very finicky furnace. So about two or three hours ago, the furnace decided to quit. And uh, I had to exercise my man skills to repair it or else my oh, family would be frozen and uh, doomed right before the holidays. But I did get it fixed and i'm very proud of my proud of myself for that um flame it's sensor one degree right oh now. you guys are balmy yeah oh yeah. Uh, you ever got a finish a finicky gas furnace um yeah 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 you need uh check the flame sensor you got to scrub that thing down at least on mine got it figured out didn't have to pay a guy so i'm very proud of myself this evening my family will not freeze great story compelling and rich and uh, i don't know if you saw just uh, about 90 minutes ago uh, Vladimir Zelensky, or however you say his first name, Voldemir, or whatever it is, the Ukrainian president. Voldemir Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, a big address to Congress. Uh, so the only thing both parties can get up Why and was clap he wearing for. wearing a sweatshirt? Yeah, th- that jackass didn't even have the courtesy or the decency to wear a tie while he's fleecing our country. But that's the only thing both parties can stand and clap for the fleecing of <laughs> I our know, country. Right? And there was a great moment. He said something like, yeah, sure. We have artillery now. Thanks, guys. Is it enough? Eh, Probably not. And everybody just kind of laughed. Oh, that's hilarious. And he said, everything you're giving us, that's not that's not charity. You know, that's an investment. That's an investment in a peaceful global future or something like that. So enjoy the return uh, on your Ukrainian investment, everybody. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you guys know how the call in show works. If you are new and you'd like to uh, or you need instructions on how to participate, you can find those in the video uh, in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Uh, of course, uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, you can send us a question as well. Uh, if you'd like to send a question for the show, head on over to the website, uh, the contact page, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the show. And we'll check in with your super chats every half hour as well. Anything else before we hop into the calls? How many layers are you wearing right now? Uh, Just two. But if I couldn't get the furnace fixed, I was like, well, 
I can't call a guy to get out here tonight. So am, am I still going to do the stream while the, no, the temperature? Don't do the stream and take your family to a hotel. I guess. Obviously. Or go over to yeah. the neighbor's house. I don't think you could get a hotel in this town for. Go sub- to your parents. You, yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. You'd have to do something. We do have like a gas fireplace in the living room that you can huddle around. But as far as yeah. like the. That, that yeah, time the, that Skag and his whole fi- family died of carbon monoxide. <laughs> Well, it's not going to poison you. It's just not going to heat the whole house. That's all. But anyway, don't have to worry about that. Oak Tree Hartman. Oak Tree, are you there? Oh, hello. What's on your mind? Oh, um, I guess I have two questions. Um, The first one would be, uh, what's the largest animal you guys think you could take in an unarmed fight? (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Maybe Uh, like a golden retriever? That's that's like, probably my limit. Realistically, how right. vicious are we talking though? Is it like a golden retriever with the typical? Today, no, you oh. can't hear blonde. No, I can't. Oh, great. Well, we have that problem. <laughs> um, we had some uh, problems with her mic before the the uh, the stream, so perhaps it's not feeding correctly to Discord. Blonde, do you want to say something real quick, and I'll just double check if it's feeding to my Discord. Uh, okay. Is is it a golden retriever with like the standard disposition of a golden retriever? Yeah, um, your mic is not feeding to Discord, so mess with your Discord settings. Okay. Thanks for patience, everybody. But yeah, sorry, Oaktree, you'll have to work through me, but my answer is like, uh, you know, your, your typical mid-sized dog. I, uh, right, I, I'm that's not, a fair answer. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't consider myself to be weak or something like that, but as far as like raw fighting skills, <laughs> I, am, uh, I am untested, so I'm not going to right. make predictions above... <laughs> anything yeah modest. that's fair yeah Good response like uh my answer has always been a llama because i feel like they're pretty top heavy if you get your hands around their neck hmm. they turn clumsy really quick okay so you're thinking but, not uh, just animal size but like animal characteristics because llamas are pretty big right they might be a but little yeah, awkward like the, the physics of them the physics yeah of them. okay and <laughs> how about now and, uh, oh can there you, you go I can all right hey fixed i fixed it. something I, look at that wow the uh the Chick Geek Squad got it fixed. That is that is truly a Christmas miracle. Uh, I took something out and I blew into it, and then uh, I put it back, and it and it worked. Yeah. Um. Okay. A llama. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to take a llama. Are we talking like animals with their typical disposition? What do you mean typical disposition? Like, you know, like like there's nothing Skag could do to take a golden retriever because if he punched a golden retriever in the face, it would just lick him. Well, I'm talking about like, yeah, I guess I had assumed its intent is like, attacking. Like you're or squared. Yeah. Like you're squared up. You're both ready to fight. And neither of you have any weapons or cybernetics or anything like that. Okay. I could take a medium sized dog. All right. That's fair. Those are both measured responses. What was your second and, uh, question? The second question was like, how do you think that we would like utilize the whole phenomenon of meme magic? Because there's, I've seen some things floated you know, Fuentes and Ye have tried to get Trump to be a VP of their campaign. And even if that wouldn't be quote unquote politically intelligent, I feel like the meme magic behind a campaign ran by Nick Fuentes, Kanye West, or Ye, not to dead name him, and Donald Trump would have so much like potential in the meme magic sphere that it'd be an unstoppable campaign. Uh, it's going to take very magical memes to put that campaign over the top, I think. Yeah, yeah, to make to put that together would be pretty difficult. But 
I guess, I wait, well, how would you simplify the question? How magic would the memes have to be or how magic would the memes be? Or well, like, how like, would we spread them? Is that what you're saying? I guess like uh, the reason I'm asking is like, often when I talk to people in the political sphere, it's a lot about logistics. It's a lot about like electoral politics. But uh, Trump, I, personally, I don't think Trump was necessarily supposed to win 2016. I think mm -hmm. he was actually a testament to election integrity. I don't think Trump was supposed to be uh, president. And well, he had the gift of a uniquely hated opponent, too. As right. much as yeah, people hate true. Trump, that's people true. might hate Hillary more. It's neck and neck between those two as far as the passionate hatred for both of them that exists. Right. And I kind of think one of the things that brought Trump to the top was something kind of outside of a lot of these logistics. It was something outside, you know, like a lot of the pollsters, which this isn't like a, a phenomenon unique to that election, but a lot of the pollsters are banking pretty hard for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. There's something outside of electioneering and outside of like logistics that explain Trump's victory. And I feel like that same factor would really aid a Trump yay campaign. Like the well, zaniness, the psychotic nature of it would really it, it would be it would be very unpredictable in its sound bites. That is for sure. The memes yeah. would uh, make themselves, perhaps. I don't know that we can re recreate that kind of organic momentum that we had right, in 2016. Yeah. I mean, how will we do that? I felt like that, though. I had 2016 energy when I when Kanye started talking. I was yeah, like, when Kanye went off, <laughs> he was, got yeah, you like, inspired. He got you back to the to the old levels. Is that what you're saying? Oh, man, it took me back. It was like you're in battle and then somebody just shoots you up with meth. That's how I felt. So I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, let's all right. do this. All right. Now I've lost it again because oh. he had to, you know, put his Balenciaga mask on. And but for a while there. Oh, I thought it was I, the Alex Jones moment that got you fired up. I don't know. I don't know. The more crazy he gets, the more on board I am. But maybe huh. that's just me. No, well, no. I, I love Kanye West. Like, I, I authentically like him. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. But he's not a, he's not a realistic candidate. I'd vote for him. But I, I would he's vote not, for him. Yay 24. I'd vote for yay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm, I'm into it. Donald, yay, uh, team up. And I'm, I'm there again. But, uh, not to take up too much airtime, and you can just boot me off if this is a question that might lead on a little bit too long. But what, what's your take on Ron DeSantis? I'm not a DeSantis fan, but I don't know. I, I don't trust any politicians. Like I look at him, and yeah, I'm like, that's what yeah, I feel. All of you are more of the same. He is talking about um, vaccine injury, which I appreciate. Right. Uh, but do I think that he's actually? going to accomplish anything i don't know i mean i'm so far past the mentality that any one politician is going to be able to bail us out yeah you, i feel you that. know what i spent all day doing today What's writing that? a letter to ted kaczynski i seriously spent three hours before <laughs> I that's awesome <laughs> well you can develop a correspondence with him if you write something really thoughtful wow, really He'll yeah write and back. he has He's known he has to? cancer He's known to write back to like five wow. percent of people yeah he huh. has cancer and i've been thinking about writing him for years and um and then today I was like, this is the day. Like, I, I'm never going to have a chance. He's going to die soon. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he writes here after that. Wow. The point of yeah. that story was that I'm just so far gone from thinking that there's a political <laughs> solution to all this. Yeah. yeah. 
I uh, I think DeSantis has done a good job in Florida, and I wouldn't be mad if he was elected. I don't really have a problem with him personally. In fact, I think he's done a lot of great things. I am skeptical of the forces aligning behind him, and yeah. I don't know that I blame him for that or that I'm even suspicious of him for that. But it's hard to think that if he were successful in a in a campaign that those people would have no influence on what sort of presidency that would come to be. So right. I, I feel kind of conflicted about it. It's not the guy that gives me pause or gives me kind of a second guess. It's it's the people who want him in the most. And they're usually the most pro-establishment, anti-Trump yeah. types. I don't think that that's... Yeah. That that makes Ron DeSantis "quote unquote" establishment necessarily. I think he did a gr- a good job but pushing he's d- back default establishment. Well, it's who they want, and yeah. that makes me that makes me nervous. Even if it's not his fault, that makes me nervous. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we let you go? Um, I guess so. Like DeSantis, I'd say like DeSantis is kind of the candidate that everybody turns to. Like everybody who had the take on Trump that he was quote unquote too radical or too brash, mm-hmm. uh, DeSantis is like, oh, he's perfect. He's all of the Trump without the parts of Trump I didn't like. He also lacks the charisma, though. You, you do get exactly. some off the well, wall like nonsense with Trump, but you get the the character too. And Ron DeSantis, he, he maybe he'll develop that. He has his moments with reporters, but he's not exactly the charismatic figure. Like, yeah, but is charisma? even a positive quality in a politician. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, John Fetterman won, so apparently not. <laughs> no, but I'm not talking rips. about in terms of marketability. I'm talking about uh, in terms of effect, like the, the person that would be best for this country is like Ron Paul. And that man totally lacks charisma. I'm not convinced that charisma <laughs> is even a good quality in a politician. Oh, it's like, it's not what I would pick. I'm just saying what gets people motivated. And in that yeah. regard, I, don't I think that's our rank. failing as constituents. I yeah. think that's well, like a problem. Trump yeah. had that DeSantis didn't. I'd say that Trump's effects uh, with his mannerisms and his quote unquote charisma is uh, a delegitimizing effect. Like all the people he attacked and the way that he attacked them, especially the media, you know, making fun of retarded people on stage. Um, wasn't there, like, no, I, thought, I thought there was some <laughs> reason that that people. wasn't what it appeared to be. Wasn't there no, some there, more? There was something He's like done it that. before, was, like unrelated. Yeah. I don't remember. Like, the, way that he, <laughs> the way that he dealt with the pressure yeah. from uh, the political establishment, I think, was the right way to deal with it. And I don't think mm. you would get that from DeSantis. Like DeSantis yeah. would play ball, whereas Trump would uh, he wouldn't play ball. Yeah. Well, I think we're bound to find out. I would certainly expect that DeSantis will run. I see no reason to believe that Trump will back down. In fact, I the the scenario I fear the most is DeSantis wins the primary, which I think is the likely outcome if you believe mm-hmm. there's any legitimacy to the polling. Now, we're a year mm-hmm. out, so a lot could change. But if let's say that we were a year ahead of time now and we were right about to go to Iowa in January, yeah, I think DeSantis likely starts winning states. And then Trump, uh, Trump is not just going to bow out. Trump is going to fight it the whole way up to and including yeah. an independent run, potentially. Yeah, exactly. And if he runs independent, yep. the whole thing is screwed. Everything yeah, is screwed. Entire, Joe Biden or whoever. Party yeah, or whoever they put up is is going to win guaranteed at that point. Yep. So I. I, I Which, that's actually it, a pretty strong incentive for DeSantis to not even participate, because if he participates, knowing that that's a likelihood. Yeah. Uh, it's either run the election and risk completely losing or yeah. just stay out of it. 
But if you're DeSantis, it. it's like this this is probably your moment. This is your highest political yeah. energy, most likely. He, yeah, he might be able to sustain. Yeah, but if he yeah. waits another four years, who knows? Maybe there's somebody else who steals some of that star, uh, star power in the meantime. So I, I think we're destined for this fight, and I don't see how it gets resolved easily. And that does make me... Not that yeah, I have 24. high hopes for 2024, <laughs> because until... I, I'm not even I don't even believe it's possible for a Republican a Republican candidate to win a national election until I see it again. Yeah. But that's fair. Yeah. But um, even then, though, if you if we win, uh, it's because they want us to for whatever reason. Well, maybe Agreed. that's that's the next level thought on it. They're just throwing us a bone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the thoughts, man. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy New Year. Merry yeah, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Have a good New Year. Gilgamesh is up next. Gilgamesh, are you there? Hi. Yeah. Blonde. Hey, Matt. How you doing? Hello. Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Can't complain. It's been uh, well, it's been a stressful few hours, but everything is going as smoothly as it could. Well, this is what I say. Merry Christmas. Ah. You. Merry well, Christmas you. to you, Blonde and Matt. Merry Christmas. You as well. Yeah. Oh, Blonde, you were right about Elon. Everything you said. No, I know this because Dr. Shiva. You guys should interview him. He'll oh yeah the, oh yeah about that portal he found when he sued the government and he yeah. says everything you said about elon is absolutely true and i was like i've known this for a long time i don't like elon musk well, mean, what's his sca- long- what's a summary it's of a his scam. skepticism it's a total scam he didn't even create tesla he he was a shareholder he had a, he bought more shares and he became the pretty much the owner but all this money comes from the government he's told he relies on the government for every penny that keeps Tesla going, his SpaceX, and his satellite. So, without the government, he's broke because he can't. He doesn't. Have yeah, cash I mean, like the, this has, is like the age-old yeah, question: Can you trust any billionaire? Um, and oh yeah. And Skag's talked about this played, before. Like, I don't want to count somebody out because of their wealth, but oh, you no, do no, have no. to wonder. You do have to wonder how a billionaire possibly could have achieved that level of wealth uh, without some sort of nefarious uh, backers, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, and he also points out that when he brought this to Tucker Carlson about the whole portal and everything, that he wouldn't even cover the story. And he found out that Tucker is friends with Hunter Biden. Well, Tucker's talked about that on his show. Yeah. Wait, Tucker is personal he, friends with Hunter? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be, based on what? Or oh, I don't know. He's just talked about, he's yeah. talked about how they like hang out and stuff. Currently, oh, yeah. he's admitted it. No, within the last five years, though. Oh yeah. Huh. And so he News to covered me. the story that about the portal that he found when he sued the government when they have when they stopped him from running for Senate when he tried to run for Senate in Massachusetts mm. against one of the Kennedy family members. Yeah, and so he found out both Republicans and Democrats conspired against him to keep him out of the Senate. But what does that have to do with Musk? Oh, it's he's saying that the whole thing where Musk is doing this dump is to distract people to make them think he's on their side when he really isn't. And that's why, like, when Bond said she can't get back on, Vincent James can't get back. And I, by the way, sent him a tweet saying, please restore your account in Vincent James. He won't do either. Yeah. Yeah, I got my I got another I applied again. And then I just got another email this morning saying. As I got mine back on the same day he did the first dump, I was surprised to see I was back on Twitter. And then I got a a 10, 11 hour sort of, you know, for a tweet I made. I said, oh, this is absolute horseshit. We're still back with the, you're getting censored. You have to be careful what you say on Twitter or you'll get kicked off. I'm like, 
this this was never what it what he said it it's all about control yeah you know i mean i don't care if if uh there's like yeah. a new set of rules that i have to abide but by if he's consistent and he isn't well no he said that he he said straight up he's going to uh reinstate every account that I has know. not broken any laws and i never broke a law probably. no you didn't neither did alex jones <laughs> probably he only got banned because of oliver darcy when he yeah. confronted him at congress oliver darcy was on with twitter and they i will alex eat jones your ass the law, but that's what he claims about the whole sandy hook thing mm. which by the way alex jones apologized for people calling it a hoax yeah that whole thing and it's like, yeah, but he said no. And then he bans Kanye West for simply posting, you know, you saw what he posted. A shape. It was stupid. It's uh it's an alien yeah. it's an alien religion or a religion oh, about aliens. Thing, and by the way, anyway. get this, Jonathan Greenblatt went on the Breakfast Club and admitted in a long interview Vincent James put on his Odyssey channel where he finally admitted the truth. The AD, the Jew, they, they run everything. He goes, yeah, we run everything. I'm not joking. He admitted it. Jonathan He's Greenblatt. Kind of, yeah, the ADL guy admitted. I'm going to have to listen to this. Uh, this oh, is yeah. on the Breakfast Club, like uh, yeah. the the one yeah, the where Hillary Club, talked about hot sauce Hilda, and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll oh, check yeah. it out. He admitted anyway. at the end of this long interview that, yeah, we run everything. We run your government. We brought communism to America. He said all this <laughs> I need to see one. I need oh, yeah. to see Go that. Okay, if you can send me the link to that episode, I, I want to check it out. it's so hilarious because uh, he's denied it for so long that finally admits what everybody's known. And it's like, oh, and, and then Nick. Nick's not a white supremacist. He's Nick Fuentes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I appreciate that your son. It, yeah, I consider Nick your son, blonde. He's like a your son. And Matt, how's your wife, um, John Travolta, doing? My wife, John Travolta. What? What? Oh, and not the actor. I'm just, it's a name. Like when you're wondering what that name, when she was hosting, guest starring with you, and I said it throughout a name. I do that sometimes. I was going to say that Blonde was Mel Gibson when she pulls off her, she goes in the bathroom, pulls off her mask, and she's, but she said she met Mel Gibson, so I can't do that joke. I didn't meet him. I uh, sat next to him at a restaurant and stared at him for 45 minutes and then but followed him you, you, to his hotel. If you didn't say that, I would have said you go in the bathroom and you pull off your mask and you are in fact. All Wilson. right. All right. I wish. The, yeah. I got to I got to call okay. this call here. Thanks, Thank Gilderman. you for uh, hey. calling in. Appreciate it. Get out of here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Gilgamesh. Have a good one. Happy New Year and God bless everyone. God bless you too. Reinhardt is up next. Reinhardt, are you there? Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Check yes, me? sir. What's on your mind? Your mic is coming through a little. Uh, it sounds a little broken up, or maybe, maybe it's far away from you. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm right here. Okay, Stays. yeah. Now you're better. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay, so do you want to? Talk to why neither of y'all have appeared on Millennial yet. I was not invited. You gotta where invite does, yourself, Matt. It's where does he I stream? I don't invite myself to anything. Shoot? But um, Odyssey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, do you remember okay, those cozy streams about... like back in the day on YouTube? Yeah, it was great. And then for some reason, these hateful tribesmen got rid of it. Yeah, it's remarkable we're still able to stream on YouTube. I kind of can't believe it. It's because Skag's a fed. Another, yeah, yeah, that would be great if that's revealed. If that's how this all ends, that's a story well told, I think. 
Uh, you guys kind of are the last people I consistently listen to on YouTube. Everybody else has well, been nuked. It's really suspicious. It's making me think that we don't push it enough. <laughs> I think there have well, been... I think, I think they're satisfied with the amount of throttling they've done to your channel. Whatever they're doing is certainly they're, bizarre. Like, fear. I've, yeah, I have no idea yeah. what they're doing behind the scenes, but it's weird, whatever they're doing. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, you're going to have to just contact um, Millennial Woes because, you know, he might not know that you guys are interested. And he's well, so I, isolated now. I don't even think he's on Twitter. He, uh, well, I mean, my email's out there. I Anybody who wants to invite is free to invite, but uh, you know my I'll right. do the emailing on your behalf. <laughs> okay. If he wants to invite, I will, uh, I'll see if time lines up and stuff. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, I I don't I don't uh, go asking for people to host me unless they would like to. He truly doesn't. He doesn't even like it when the audience asks on people's behalf. It's yeah, it's more of a mutually beneficial arrangement, you know. Both of you guys, there'd be a lot of cross pollination between your audiences. Would there? I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with networking. No, no, but uh, I think it's. I think from my perspective, seriously speaking, networking is different than just saying, hey, can I uh, can I hop onto your platform and take advantage of it? Networking to me is like if I appreciate someone's work, try to reach out to them and say that I appreciate their stuff or build a, a relationship that way. That's not me trying to take advantage of what they've built or, or something like that. Not that I'm saying that's what you're asking me to do. It's just that's sort of know, my philosophy. I'm sure you would it's be like, tactful because, you know, you're very polite. So. I'm sure you'd say something more like, hey, I like your stuff. Maybe we should do something together. Oh, no, no he's polite online, but offline, he's like super mean and abusive. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, don't do that because I would love to. I'd, I've been wanting to see you on Millennial for a long time, both of you, and y'all just never have shown up. Blonde, well, is you this, may have one. Just so I understand, this is his like, an, this is an annual stream or is this an ongoing thing? Yeah. He streams with like a, a million people. Of, Right. It's oh. a Christmas themed. Oh, I see. All right. Oh, Robin was on last night. Right. Yeah. That's what made me think of it, actually, because I was like, well, blonde, that's right up her alley. So I think I did this a few years ago. Anything else? I may be misremembering. Ah. Yeah. Um, okay. If you're made king of America, hmm. um, would you be, would, would you have the, the willingness to completely disband all of the alphabet agencies? Yes. Hells yeah. Oh, the yeah. willingness, the eagerness. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay, well, good. That's, no, that's refreshing because a lot of people say, yeah, well, we got to just try and rein them in. I, I just no, don't no. see that being possible. You got to just go scorched earth. Uh, the majority of them have no constitutional basis anyway. These are already right. uh, quasi-illegal, if not fully illegal, agencies. These are they, mm -hmm. all of these issues should be left to the states. Oh, yeah. um, I guess the only question is: Do you mean literal scorched earth, or do you just mean uh, you know uh, uh, a friendly dismantling? How how would that work? Well I don't bed, know. I, I bed, mean, bed, certainly bed, if it was actually bed, on the bed. table, I'd be fine with just disbanding the agencies. You know, if we're not going to imprison people, like I'll settle for just getting rid of the agencies and everybody gets off scot-free. Cause I mean, clearly, that's clearly these anyway. people need to be in prison. No, they do. I have, look, if I could get the best option, I would prefer that. But 
Yeah. Um, well, we're going to need bigger prisons. So first we have to have, we have to have them build the prisons first. Then they go in. We don't need bigger prisons. We just, um, (laughs) that's a lot of, there's a lot of federal nonviolent drug offenders. Okay. Immediately released. Right. I I suppose that's fair. I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical of being, we slit the throat of all pedophiles. (laughs) Due process or not? I, I, no, do I no due process? There Just accusation. They already alone. got due process. No, no, in jail. Oh, so, so they're already, convicted. So they're already they've convicted, gone to trial. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But no, no more. Due I thought process. you meant this they're was already... a few a policy for future justice. No, no, no. I'm talking about opening up prison space. Got it, so. Got it. Pedophiles face the wall, release all non-violent drug offenders, and then we just imprison all government officials that um, operated between the years of 1996 and 2022. They all go to jail, everyone. Even like the nice old secretaries and stuff? or what? Oh, yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Every single... Did you hear... I just saw a story. Um, there's some 97-year-old who is being prosecuted or possibly going to prison in Germany or some other European country because she was like a teenage secretary under the Nazis. Wow. There's still a trial going on. There's no uh, statute of limitations on writing up a letter for a German in like 1942. What about Ursula Haverbeck? I don't know who that is. Um, Haverbeck. She, um, she's a German activist. She's, incredibly old and she just said like the holocaust did not happen i think she's 93 and she's in jail she so she's an old lady who denied the holocaust and she's in prison for that yeah yeah wow no i, I like don't no i'm i'm not i'm not doing any of this and she's in prison for it and she said oh, it yeah. when she was an old lady like she was 90 years old and said it then yeah i think she went to prison in 2017 i gotta look this up wow okay anyway uh, he's already out of here he bailed i don't thank you reinhardt merry christmas uh i guess we kind of derailed that conversation maybe he got sick of it oh my god she's so old this is the saddest story well gotta bring justice yeah poor nazi grandma we are due for (laughs) poor nazi grandma we are due for a break uh thank you guys over on d live let's check in on tippy stream and youtube um mr christmas poll says merry christmas to all christian men of all denominations merry christmas to everyone yes even the protestards <laughs> but it says christian men does that include you christian women clearly not hmm. danny not from montana says on the topic of diets low carbs is the way to go to lose weight fun fact pork rinds are zero uh, zero grams carbs currently i eat less than 100 grams of carbs a day while consuming 150 grams of protein it's helped me go from 185 to 165. Highly recommend if you want to lose weight. Yes, but the problem is carbs, carbs are, are delicious. delicious. So you know, I, I, I've done the uh, I've done the very disciplined diet bit before of just eating like grilled chicken and vegetables pretty much exclusively. And yeah, the weight will fall off. Um, I would say I'd like to weird. drop maybe like five to ten 10 tops, but I'm not looking to lose a ton of weight. The trouble is if you're, if you're trying to get really trim, that's the hardest to lose because if you want to eat any amount of, um, well, carbs, you're going to, you're going to have a certain amount of body fat just in here. Yeah, I know. I know. So women in their thirties run into this thing where if they're 10 pounds over what they're like ideal body weight. Yeah. 
their face looks better, but their body looks worse. Huh. So that's where I am right now. Like, cause I can't get any Botox or anything like that. Cause I'm trying to have a baby. Um, I'm 10 pounds over where I'm comfortable. My face mm. looks better. My body looks way worse. So it's mm. like, what do you do? You can't sacrifice the face, right? The second I put on any weight, I get chubby cheeks, you know, so what you'll be able to tell. To yeah. Mm. Thank you, Danny. Uh, Bane Koof, uh, blonde, uh, C, uh, CCG Bryson got his Twitter back after using gay wrong. Get a bunch of people to complain about you and you should get your account back. Maybe that's the strategy. Should we just stir up a mob to yell it's at you? It's not going to happen. They've sent me under Musk's reign. I've now have four rejections. And, and it's I, all, they all confirm comments, it's hate speech. It's hate speech. Yeah. Okay. And the comment, uh, a comment that I got on Sunday, um, they, they were like, does blonde even remember when she responded to her banning and told Twitter employees to eat her shit? And then I was like, I did do that. And I wonder if that's it. Maybe that, maybe they're still there. Fuck around and find out. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not so excited to get back on Twitter, but it's just pissing me off because other people that said worse stuff, arguably, are. are If you do get back on, I'm going to start a betting pool of how long till you're kicked back off. I could see it happening within a week. Well, I I know exactly what I'm going to tweet. First tweet, it's going to say N word. Testing, testing, N word. <laughs> and then you're and gone. Then we'll it's see. one and then tweet. <laughs> and then you're out. <laughs> Jolly Roger 183 says, uh, Thank you, Matt and Blonde, for another year of weekly commentary. I am not looking forward to the holidays because my mom, who was 66, died of a heart attack in October. Oh, it's really sorry. tough for my sister, dad, and me to deal with the loss. Well, all the best to your family. I'm sorry to hear of it. Um, but uh, but Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys. And uh, family is how you get through tough times. So yep. hope you guys uh, are able to do that. And and uh, I'm sure you will because families who stick together during important times generally do. So yep. yeah. all the best to you guys. Merry Christmas. And thank you for supporting the show as well. I think we're caught up. Uh, one more. Oh, a couple more, actually. Well, um, yeah, we got time. Black Magic says this administration has given white boys the greatest gift of all, particularly young men. Government can only take you are in charge of your life and manifesting your destiny. Well, I hope people learn that lesson. And I'm sure many are. I don't mean to imply that they aren't. But through the last year of Corona, it's been such a harsh lesson for me in thinking Okay, people are going to wake up to this pretty quick. Nope. Okay, uh, it's got to get worse. People still aren't waking up. Okay, guess it's got to get worse. Oh, people still aren't seeing what is happening before them. And yeah, I hope so. I hope a a generation of young men, well, really everybody's getting the screw. I don't want to make it seem like uniquely young men are because I think we're all being indoctrinated into a series of delusions that damage our lives, young women included. But nobody is more fashionable to hate on and dismiss as irrelevant than the young white men. Yeah. And that, uh, once, once the scale of white rage reaches critical mass, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, I suppose that's had bad historical outcomes in prior centuries as well. I know. Like yeah. all these people want to talk about, uh, the Holocaust and, and slavery and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you guys, really seem to be pushing it a lot with Hmm. white men. If you really think that they're about that bad, like, aren't you, aren't you scared? It's uh, well, yeah, the bear has taken a lot of pokes, but there will be a poke limit to that bear. And the way it's going, I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not, 
I'm not implying that there that anybody should take any kind of action like that or or something. Uh, but when you, it's, it's so weird. I don't want to use this language because it's so it's so trivialized now. But when you marginalize people in that way, there is a correction eventually. I, the word marginalized sounds so cringe because of the way it's used. My, you know, my marginalized uh, minorities and all that, but. We have actually a whole series of systems in place, some of them policy wise, say like your college admissions or other. a lot of it just cultural, this belief that white men control the world or something. But that that there are a lot of structures society wide that do. If marginalize is too strong of a word, something like that to white men that treat them as some sort of subclass or second class. Yes. And exactly, that is exactly what I asked Ted Kaczynski today. About, you wanted his commentary on that or what? Yeah, because he talked about it in industrial society um, and its future. But I I asked, um, you know, do you think that a societal collapse is going to um, help these disaffected white men uh, regain control? And, um, And do you think that in perpetuity we're going to be stuck in this cycle that it, that we're fated to be stuck in this cycle of um a scarcity and then progress and then excess and then decay like mm-hmm. are, is just is there anything that we can do um he had great great wisdom that people just don't want to acknowledge because he killed some people they can't get over the bombing part i they mean can't once, get over the once bombing you look part past that i Truly, I, everybody should read Industrial Society. Well, hey, if he does uh, write you back, can we read it on the show? I am going to make a series of YouTube videos about it. Ah, well, we have that to look forward to. Please Maybe he'll back. send you his toe. Oh, my God. That would be so awesome. G-I-A-R says end everything but ICE and CBP, as in Customs and Border Patrol. Yeah, well, the federal government certainly has a legitimate role in border enforcement. Uh, but the rest of the agencies, when we're talking about Department of uh, Education, Health and Human Services, Department of Energy, uh, um, the EPA, all of these things that that uh, are the centralization of regulatory power at the expense of the people in the states, oftentimes at the expense of Congress, even as we've mm-hmm. seen the Supreme Court iron out with um, the 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 uh, carbon case that we saw over the summer. These people are unaccountable to almost anyone but themselves. That's a problem. So they aren't even accountable to themselves because yeah. they have no moral core. Yeah. So who are you accountable to? It's That's like true. the not, most dangerous concept. Not even God himself. Right. At least on this on this earth. <clears throat> Simon people. Simon Reichick says, uh, speaking of prison, happy gravy day for reference. Listen to how to make gravy by Paul Kelly. A sad but beautiful Australian Christmas song, Summer Here, so it's uh, beer and barbecue for us. Love you guys. Yeah, uh, Merry Christmas, and thank you for tuning in. We will um, come back to your chats at the top of the hour. And I've always um, wondered I'll have what, to just uh, circle back with you. what Christmas is like down under where, well, I suppose we have warm places for Christmas in the U.S. too. I'm sure it's nice in Florida and probably Southern California and places like that. But I just assume they get drunk on the beach. Yeah, well, I suppose isn't that a year-round activity in Australia? It's not really a Christmas special thing, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Anyway, maybe someday I'll make it. I would love to go to Australia, but of course, uh, I don't want to be thrown in the camp either. 
Yeah, but so. it's, a, it's also a 20 something hour flight. It's totally implausible to do it with a child. Yeah, you'd have to either have to have older kids or figure out something. And I don't see any situation in which I would say an Australian vacation is more important to me than raising my kids or something. You know, like I don't want to put them with grandma and grandpa or figure out some childcare situation. We're going to take Emmeline to Japan this year. So. Yeah, if I was if I was going to do it, though, I would want my kids to be old enough to kind of get it and to appreciate it. So she'll be three. She'll remember something. Yeah, well, I, I mean, in, I, I'm saying like in, in my case, I got to wait a couple of years for for that. Yeah, Cal, Cal is a year younger than Emily. He's 15 months, almost 16 months. Yeah. Emily's two and a half. Yeah. Where did so, the time go? It goes fast. Uh, Tom is up next. Speaking of. Can't let this time escape from me. Tom, are you there? Boo. Hi, Tom. I'm here. Great. Great talking to you guys again. Sure. What's on your mind? Um, well, I, I heard a little bit of the earlier, so I won't ask you about how the, the temperature's going. <laughs> but, uh, and I think not, I heard a little not bit. Not warm. Yeah, I, I also heard a little bit of uh, guys talking about DeSantis and Trump. I saw I saw a commercial or a, or a web show or something that was talking about Newsom and he was like undermining, trying to undermine Biden with uh, his stance on immigration. What that would be something if it was like a like a four way thing with Santos and Trump on one side tag team that would be cool. Oh God, I don't want to see a four way tag team with the Santos and Trump gross. I don't want to uh, see it either. It's gonna, it's gonna be ugly no matter what. The next two years, I am not looking forward to this whole so many old balls and election. Yeah. This is just gonna be, this is gonna be terrible, terrible, terrible. Newsom has said that he's out, but that could change. Oh but, yeah, it'll change in a moment if if Biden bows out so for some or if reason. he, uh, if he has a health episode that prevents him or something like that. So yeah, I, I don't know, I, I. I made the mistake this year of thinking that 2022 was all but unlosable. It's just a question of how big of majorities are you going to get in Congress? And, uh, and instead they picked up a Senate seat. So it's hard for me to roll into 2024 and be optimistic, even with all the catastrophic failures that are happening. You have a border that is a complete disaster zone. Your dollar is devalued every single day. What money we do have is being sent to Ukraine hot off the printing press and, and um, the quality of life for the average American, at least economically, is dropping on the daily. And I'm supposed to believe there that there are millions and millions of Americans who happily vote for this and want more. I guess they're going to roll into 2024 and do that same thing. I just I'm shaking my head. I just can't stop shaking my head. You know, this is just. I don't I don't want to see it all fall apart. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course not. But uh, <laughs> the collapsitarian question, if it is destined to and without an immediate turnaround, like, I guess, are we in a car that you can just turn around or are we in the Titanic and you can't really avoid the iceberg? You might yeah, be able to. I asked Ted Kaczynski that, too. Yeah. So we'll wait and see. I don't. I, obviously, I don't want suffering. I don't want struggle. I don't want hard times. But, but I, they're a coming. Yeah, I guess the question is, do you want to experience that suffering that these people are bringing over 
years or decades or do you want something that is really rough but short it's a fair question at my age i don't want anything i'm hoping to ride it out yeah how old are you man 67 you're not that old well i know but you know it'll start declining or it's already started declining it'll it'll get to the point where it really starts to affect me and then it's like oh man how how hard do i want to fight against this i want to fight against it but how hard can i and how hard do i really really yeah want to? i know i know that's what we're all we're all making these risk versus benefit calculations i think well oh, on a lighter note sure where's uh where's a nice pizza place if i'm if i'm driving through bozeman you're driving through, or are you just speaking no, hypothetically? No, no, if I was, it, it's just now become slightly possible that I may actually be yeah. making a trip. Um, my daughter is going from uh, her and her husband are stationed in Naples, Italy. Yeah. They're coming back to the to the country, and they're going to go to some place outside of Seattle. Yeah. Naval base out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, in Bremerton? Uh, whatever it is. but yeah. you know, Bremerton know is what, a shit hole. If I was going to go out there, I, I don't want to fly, so maybe I, we would just do a cross-country drive, and if we're going to be doing the northern tier anyway, we're going to try to come through Bozeman. Hmm. Um, anyway, pizza places. A couple of the spots that I like, uh, Bridger Brewing is, uh, they're a brewery, obviously, but they do pizza too, and I think their pizza is some of the best in town. And there's a place not far from where I live that used to be called Buffalo Bump, and it's been repurchased, and now it's called The Buck. And they do, their pizza's really good, but they do kind of a unique thing where the sauce goes under the crust, and they sort of roll the crust over the sauce, so the the crust has sauce in it. You should uh, burn that place. No, it's it's pretty legit. It's good. Um, There's a, I don't know how big the chain Mackenzie River is but they have a bunch of spots around here and they're all right that's more of like a chain spot though uh you know it's perfectly fine it's not super expensive but i wouldn't call it the most unique either um i'm basically a new york pizza guys new york style so that's the correct answer he's like like chicago style pizza we would just press the dump button well i i hey i'll 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 branch out and have if, if you put a chicago pie in front of me i'll eat it it is lasagna I love I, lasagna. Yeah, I but like if you're the, gonna eat a lasagna, then my, eat a lasagna. Chicago style pizza is an abomination. Lasagna. No, I love lasagna. I, you're you're taking. You're, it's just why? Why do you a deep dish pizza? It goes against the entire nature of pizza. Pizza needs to be thin, like on a cracker. No, but New York pizza is like the floppy, greasy real, stuff. Like it's not crispy. Crust. I like a nice. I like almost like a tortilla crust where you yes, can roll exactly. It Oh, yeah, yeah. Emo's Pizza in St. Louis. St. Louis-style pizza, yeah. New York-style pizza. The one thing about Chicago pizza, and I actually agree, as someone who likes a like a doughier pizza, generally, that's too far. That's, that's too... I agree that it's too lasagna-y. But the cornmeal component, that's, that's a positive. I like that cornmeal crust. That is crust. a fucking abomination. No, it's good. It just can't be like... It can't be a, a multi-inch layer of bread. It needs to be toned down, but it is good. I bet your wife agrees with me on this one. No, no. Does she like a deep dish pizza? No, she. We're neither of us are full Chicago style pizza, but okay. You got a little like you got a little cornmeal crust, and it's good. All right, fine. Whatever. I think she would back me on that, but I don't know. We'll see. 
None of that cracker crust shit, though, where it's like saltines for a crust. No. Oh, amazing. No. So thin. No, no. Thin crust pizza is where it's at. Although that, I do like a, a Domino's deep dish pizza, pan, pan pizza. She's a big fan of Domino's as far as like cheap pizza goes. Now, if you ask me, I want those high college kids at Little Caesars to make me a, uh, <laughs> what do they call the $5 pizzas? Hot and ready's. Yeah. Give this me those. This is taken out unfortunately. Dude, <laughs> what? That's you want to hear a great story? Um, my wife had never been to Little Caesars or at least didn't wasn't sure she ever had been so we decided like a year ago oh man we're gonna go get a hot and ready so i walk it like i order it on the app you know and they usually have it just in the oven thing ready to go like that yeah that heater that you just get it yourself and i went in there and i'm scanning them because i got all the pizza boxes chr chr hey man my pizza's not in here and the guy the kid behind the counter was so freaking high and i was polite with him but i'm asking like hey i i ordered online i don't know if it went through um, this is what I was looking for. It's not in there. Can I just order now? And he's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where your pizza is. You're gonna have to talk to somebody else. And he just walked away, <laughs> just tripping out Aww, of his mind, like poor kid. bulging eyes. I don't know what he smoked, but it must have been incredible. He probably got the exact sort of paranoid experience that I have if I ever consume Aww. weed, which is basically never. But he seemed terrified of me, and I wasn't being a dick. Like, hey, dude, where's my pizza? It's just. Hey, man, uh, I'm looking for the cheapest shitty pizza that you got. Can you hook me up with that? Can you blame him? He works at Little Caesars. You've got to expect him to be high, right? I I guess. Anyway, before we let you go, Tom, any thoughts on Little Caesars or anything else? Uh, Well, I do like I do like pizza, although I haven't tried Little Caesars. But my final word, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor internal controls on government would be necessary. Framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and in the next place, oblige it to control itself. Mein Kampf. Oh, what was that? <laughs> Federalist Papers. Ah. <laughs> Well, thank you for the reference. Which uh, which paper is that? That's number 51. There you go. By James Madison. Wise man. He was indeed. Yeah, I like. Uh, th- thanks for calling in, Tom. Appreciate All right, it. Thanks. Yeah, I like Talk the again. Uh, Merry Christmas. I like the name Madison. Um, for a girl. I'm sure like every chick in Wisconsin is named Madison. Well, the trouble is uh, there's a lot of stuff named uh, Madison here, too, because... Uh, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff around here was named by the Lewis and Clark expedition. Right. So you got Gallatin, you got Madison, uh, you got Jefferson, mm-hmm. all of these rivers, mountain ranges around here because they were named at that time. So there's a lot of stuff named after James Madison in particular here. The problem with Madison for me is it sounds weird with my last name. That's too many sons. You know, you can't, oh, yeah. you can't do that, but it's like every, every damn kid or dog is named Bridger or Madison in this town because we got Bridger. Well, the Bridger Mountains are north of town, so every dog is named Bridger. Oh, Madison no Mountains are sort of southwest of town, and every kid, every little girl is named Madison. Uh, every little boy is named Liam. Name. Every little girl is named Madison. It's oh, just, Liam's a, a nice name. I actually like that name. I'm not even taking shots at it, but you, you can't name a boy Liam these days. He's going to be. This is too common. Yeah, all his friends are going to be Liam too. Dude, my uh, niece was telling me about all the kids in her preschool class, what their names are. They're they're so stupid. Like such, it's like Rhett, 
Vesper. I knew a ret, like R H E T T. I knew a ret. What the fuck is that about? Vesper. That's a boy's name? I guess so. V E S P E R. Yeah. Vesper. And then like Ren. Ren is really common now. She's like, she's like, I ran Vesper. I was like, what did you just say? How do you spell Ren? W R E N. Isn't that a bird? Kind of bird? Yeah. Anyway. Lux. Lux. L U X. Okay. Uh, we're getting out of control. We need to get back to uh we need to get back to the biblical names. Come on, man. There's some weird names I like though. Like I just heard this name Eudora and I love it. Isn't that a town? It is. We talked about this. There's a town we? in Kansas or something called Eudora. It's an old English name, but um I have to go less weird with my next kid. My kids can't be named Emmeline and Eudora. People are going to think yeah, I'm Yeah, Eudora, dick. Kansas. It's also, there's some other yeah. things named that. There's I love Eudora, it. Eudora, Arkansas. You know. Next kid, Jane. Jane? I Plain love it. Jane. My husband, my, plus, my husband hates it, yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, Gaylord Steambath. Gaylord, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. What's on your mind? So I want to pick on Blonde's brain a little bit. Um, okay. Because in the uh, five years that I've been listening to the show, Blonde, you've also, you have, you've often said, uh, or really, you would ask the question of like, um, women, do women have agency and stuff mm-hmm. like that? And I just want to first like ask, like, what do you to what is your definition of agency? Before I can you know dive deeper into that. Um. Okay. Like um, self actualization. That's manifested in um the genuine autonomy so like the the ability to choose right and, and wrong no no i'm not asking if no. women have a sense of morality i'm asking if they have agency if they um can truly behave autonomously without the influence of a strong male leader not if they know right or wrong. You know, women well, have like, historically have been viewed as the the fairer sex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like when I say morality, I I don't I never thought morality is like the I say the ability to choose right and wrong. I didn't say like um, knowing right. The knowledge, wrong. knowledge. That's yeah. That's oh, what morality that's true. Is. The ability so for, to choose yeah. right and wrong. Yeah, okay. that's what I I'm actually fine with that definition because a woman um, can behave immorally uh, if she's under the guidance of a man. I see what you're saying. Okay. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying. Um, so <laughs> um, is that like a question that you, um, is that something you've been struggling to understand or is that just like, or do you have like a firm belief in uh, what you say? No, I mean, it's something I'm struggling. I struggle to understand because um, uh, I don't know in myself whether or not I actually have agency. So you don't know is... if you. So, yeah. So to understand, you don't know if you have the ability to choose right and wrong, right or wrong or uh, or you don't have the ability to understand morality in the total absence of male influence in my life. I, I don't know. 
Okay. Okay. Because think about it. Um, I mean, I have my brother that's a huge influence. My husband's a huge influence. And then Matt's a huge influence. So what? it's like if, if I were in a vacuum without any sort of, of moral influence in my life, um, what kind of choices would I really be making? I guess that's true, but um, I don't know. It's, I, I would have, I, I mean, your life is your life. I, I can't really say what um, would have been right for you. But um, I've, I would never really think of anyone that, uh, I mean, wouldn't that really apply to anyone? Like if you had like strong influences for say like young men who have like fathers in their lives, right? Maybe, but I think, I I think I, men I, have an ability uh, to, to like develop a moral sensibility and, and act it out in a way that women kind of can't. Like women fill the void that they're put in. They, they fill the container that they're put in. Men, te- men tend not to be that way. Yeah, and I, I generally agree with that. Hmm. Um, yeah. No, that's I, I. I didn't expect it to actually go in this direction. I thought there was. Um, I thought there was. Uh, I don't know what I was actually expecting. Um, well, this like... is in, this is interesting, and I appreciate you asking the question because even though Blonde does bring it up and we might talk about it briefly. I don't know that we've ever talked about it in detail. And I, I feel like I have a better understanding yeah. of where you're coming from, which is you tell me if, if this is a accurate characterization or not, obviously it's not agency and like, can women make a choice between a and B on a task of daily living or something like right. that? What you mean is like, right. can you live without the partnership of a man and maintain uh, a healthy mindset, a healthy way of life, maintain happiness, maintain all of those things. Uh, in that regard, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but <laughs> there are way more crazy cat ladies than there are well-adjusted, single, middle-aged women. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like if- like women who live alone and want to be alone. I don't mean women who are single and are looking for a partner. I mean like women who choose the cat lady in an apartment life and don't want the company of a man. Yeah. Th- uh, those are, f- those Caesars, are rare. Lotus Caesars did, um, did do a, uh, a video on, uh, TikTok influencers and their, uh, Neo pronouns and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if the, all the examples they shown, you'll notice that it's always, always women. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's and a really another- good definition. Okay, human agency is defined or defined as an individual's capacity to determine and make meaning from their environment through pur- purposive consciousness and reflective uh, and creation, creative well, action. And that makes sense. So, like, if- yeah, sorry. I, I I think that the way I perceive the world uh, has I, I it hasn't been totally self directed. It's been it's been very heavily influenced especially through my brother. Yeah. It, it makes sense if women's greatest gift and, and I would say purpose. I know sometimes people don't like that because it sounds derogatory, but I don't mean it derogatory at all. Women's greatest gift is the ability to bear children. Mm-hmm. It's what we as men can't do. That's not to put women down. That's to admire their ability. And if you as a woman willingly reject that purpose, it's very hard to find comparable fulfillment elsewhere to yeah. actualize yeah. your life on that level if you reject the greatest gift that you have on this earth 
it it does make sense that the absence of a man would lead it would would not just be something missing it would be arguably the most important thing right missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah women also are superior in um early childhood development like my husband cannot give a crap about a newborn oh, baby no doubt i, I yeah. it's exactly the same Perfect. in our in our household and i i love watching my son develop and but you can already it's just it's totally different you know if he yeah. trips and falls uh, over i'm like okay well that's what you get you stupid idiot yeah yeah <laughs> whereas i was him. just like yeah. staring at my newborn baby yeah for like 20 hours a day just like staring at her yeah <laughs> you know like women we just have a whole different we're bringing different things to but the if table. he There's needs if if he needs yeah. some kind of adventure to be thrown up in the air or whatever some kind of that's thrill thing, that yeah. he comes to me if he if he falls over and bumps his head he's not he's looking wrong. at me and that's not because I won't take care of him, but he just knows that that's not the, that's right, not the comfort right. that I provide. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man. Uh, any closing thoughts before we let you go? Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> do you mind if I make a, a little suggestion on what? how to run? <laughs> you're, uh, no, you guys, you're on so thin you guys ice here. <laughs> Come for it. Guys. So you, you guys were um, talking about, um, you're talking about um, Sean from AJW. He made a comment about oh, yeah. your um, your uh, impressively consistent. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate the compliment. Um, and and I'm like, yeah. And and I understand when you say that you know consistency is key mm-hmm. in in this sort of line of work, and that's true. And I would say that's really true in say making show making sure your show is you know, running on time. It's always on, it's uh, always on 7 p.m. Mountain time and stuff. But when it comes to thumbnails, though, I mean, when you have to see. No, but so here's what I've been thinking. I think you should keep the same screenshot. I think it's fine. I I think it's to me, it's a little iconic to your channel. No, it's not a screenshot. It's a a different video every single time. It's a screenshot from the video. Yeah. Yeah, it's a screenshot from the video. That's what I mean. Yeah. But I would say keep that, you know, keep that same pose. But also, I don't know how you could uh, cut it up in your thumbnail, but take like a um, a picture of the story that you're talking about. So say like you're talking about, I don't know, uh, a robbery happening at a grocery store. Maybe you have like uh, footage cut out right next to your face in the same thumbnail. That way, it um, you know, it all looks differently when you uh when i you know you get your channel i yeah, thought you I were going to tell him to take i don't want it to look out. differently <laughs> i want it to be i want it to look the way that it does i get i get where you're coming from but yeah i mean i i uh i want it to look the way that it does i'm just saying that like sean's uh little joke there's there's some validity to it but you know you keep it was all that. in good I'm, fun i've i've been you're i've been following you for like six for six years straight and like you know I haven't I haven't not even thought about like ever leaving still. Well, yeah, of so. course I, I appreciate you tuning in and, and thanks for the thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of my point is like it's not a, a picture of a a bank robber or something that's going to um build an audience. And and that's really yeah. what I'm after. It's so yeah, I mean if if there are people out there who want flowery thumbnails or something, I'm probably not your guy. But I mean, what I'm trying to, I mean, what I'm suggesting, I know you don't want uh, annoying looking thumbnails like a lot of big YouTubers have. I'll do the Home Alone face. and (laughs) Yeah, of course, make different, 
annoying yeah. looking faces and all yeah. that stuff. But this is a way to like convey what people are going to see in your video without really reading the title. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I it's guess. Really, but just advertising. You're going to see me, and you're going to see what the text <laughs> conveys. You know, let's. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I I'm del- I guess what I'm saying is I I see where you're coming from, but I am deliberate about what I do, and there's a reason behind what I do, and. Yeah, does, does that mean that people can't criticize it or people can't say I would do it differently? Of course not. But that's that's not that's because they're not the ones making what I make. And I obviously I want people to listen to it. I want people to find it engaging. But I don't like to make decisions like this based on what I think people will click on or something like that. I don't want it to be ugly or not presentationally good. But I, I don't want to chase uh, the sort of clicks that are just like, oh, that thumbnail looks really bright and flashy or that that that's very enticing to me. Um, what I want is loyalty over time and people who know what they're getting from the product that I create. And that's that's the philosophy under which I operate. So that's why the product is the way it is. Yeah, you don't want to play the YouTube game. That's all. No, I, and I, <laughs> even if I tried to, obviously, uh, Susan, Susan's rules in the YouTube game, I can't decipher anyway. So, um, yeah, right, yeah. No, I, I appreciate yeah. the thought. I, I know exactly where you're coming from, and I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's way off base. It's just philosophical decisions about how you want to run your product or not, and uh, these are the yeah, decisions yeah. I've made. Yeah. So, well, thank you for letting me uh, indulge in sure. uh, how you want to run your show. So, Merry uh, Christmas, me, guys. Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, you Bye. too. Plus, you know, uh, and I maybe I should have said this before we let him go, but there's something like, uh, I, I get when he said like, oh, there's something to his joke. I'm like, yeah, there is something to his joke. I get that, that it's funny. I'm not saying it's not a funny joke, but there's a certain personal brand there's like a personal meme or personal branding in that too that it's yeah. like now that it's something that people notice i kind of want it to stay that way like i don't yeah, want to yeah. break it because that's fine you do you yeah exactly it's like it's sort of uh it's sort of a meme of my channel or it's sort of a like a, an inside joke or a maybe an outside joke of my channel which uh do you think there will ever be a time like if I return to regular content making, do you think there will ever be a time where our channels will grow again? I, I don't know what's going on at YouTube. I know that uh, my channel, my videos and my channels do fine on other platforms. I know that yeah. over the last year, Rumble has grown quite significantly, not just for us, but for a lot of people. So I don't it's know. It's a fortunate time to be a content creator. And I just don't have that desire to, um, that ambition to stay relevant. Hmm. You know, well, like a lot of people online do. And thank I, you for I just bringing your enthusiasm to the show. <laughs> well, I think that there's something that happens that's really insidious when you are always trying to stay relevant. It's like a really ego driven yeah. thing. I, like, you know, Wrangler speaking, Star. I, I like him a lot. Actually, I like his videos, yeah. but they have the most sensational titles. Right. And uh, seriously speaking, um, I don't want to dismiss your point because I feel the exact same way. I don't want to, I don't want people to look at me and think there's a desperate dude who desperately wants you to click this and he'll do anything for your attention. No, I won't. I'll put stuff out that I, that I think is worthy of your time. I hope provokes some thoughts, gets you to 
consider a story or a perspective that maybe you hadn't otherwise. Yeah. But yeah. I, I am not going to, I'm not going to make myself some thirsty version of my, please click me, please stop what you're doing and click me. That's just not, that's not me as a person. And it's not the product that I want to create. And I, okay, I by know the way, it would be better for for your channel if you did that, but I just, I just can't imagine I'm, like Wrangler star. Here are some of the uh, video titles. I'm losing my grip is one. The last 24 hours have been hell. But it's what like are the videos about? They're just like him talking. Every time I, I go on one, I'm like, oh, I, I guess um, hmm. it's something happened. And then it's just like some stupid yeah. bullshit. And I like him too, well, but every, it pisses me off. But see, I, I and when you say it might be better for your channel, I'm not convinced that it is because He has 2.2 million subscribers. Well, but su- sustaining is a is a difficult task on its own. And I don't know who this is, so I don't mean to discredit who you're talking about. But what I am saying is when you get too thirsty to attract attention now, people notice that. People yeah. see the desperation. They might see you exaggerating in your titles or exaggerating in your thumbnails, and the video doesn't really back that up. And then they think, well, I've just kind of been duped by the clickbait, so why would I yeah. come back? Yeah. I, I don't want to feel like I'm like I'm grasping for attention in that way. You might like my product. You might not. I'm under no delusion thinking that it's for everybody, but I just don't want to create a product where you expect, I guess, obviously I want you to know exactly what you're getting when you come to my product, because I think that's a good way to be. Things are things I appreciate are that way. I want to know that I'm getting what I'm looking for at the time that I expect it. And I think that's true in podcasting or video, but I think it's true in a whole for a whole host of, of products. So that's my that's my broader philosophy. Does it mean that like you're going to get the viral attention tomorrow? No, of course not. But it just used to be building. so much easier. You know? Well, the, the algorithm used to be kind. It's not anymore. But yeah, but I, I don't know that I'm even capable of resurrecting that sort of enthusiasm that we had in 2016. My priorities are just so different now. Yeah, I, I still appreciate it and have the enthusiasm for it that I did. But it's different now. That was more. I was kind of more of a youthful energy, not just because we were younger, but because the circumstances were different. It was like a trolley time where we were. Yeah. And by we, I mean people of our perspective, not necessarily us, but we were winning more tangible wins. So it was more, there was more fun energy. There wasn't this uh, like right. doomer or black pill energy. And well, it's not just that. It's like every topic was fresh too. Yeah. I suppose that the, uh, you can only like, make I'm so many videos about the wage gap, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm out of things to talk about unless yeah. I want to take things to like a really niche hmm. level that I think my audience would be like, what? Hmm. Well, I I'll think that even if, even if the values aren't necessarily new, I think the application of philosophy and values to this, to the news of, of the day is something that stands the test That's of true. time. Even if you're not making a, you know, it's like every video I make, do I feel like I'm I'm making something no thought that nobody has ever had before? Of course not. It's not like I'm coming up with original philosophy for everything. It's just can you process a story or put a story into perspective that emphasizes or describes those philosophies or those values in a, in a way that's easily understood? I think what I admire about people that I like to listen to is an ability to take something complex and make it seem simple, simple or understandable. Right. And I hope that that's a characteristic of the product that I'm putting out there, but yeah, maybe always, I should just know. return to those videos where I was talking about something scholastic. 
Yeah, I, I know loved people, making those videos. Uh, people liked those uh, skipped in school videos and more historical yeah. things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've already spoken over our break, and I don't want to deny people their uh, chance to call in. We so, have so few questions. Uh, we do have very few email questions tonight, so we can catch up. And super chatters, I apologize. Uh, we will certainly get to your chats uh, toward the end of the stream. So thank you for your patience. We are not trying to. Do you want to take calls until seven forty-five? Um, we have that few of questions. We have like five questions. Yeah, maybe we could take a couple extra. Oh, don't let me forget. We have to take dangerous spaces tonight, too. So oh, right. uh, our friendly call screener gets his call tonight. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we might have some extra time. Thanks for your patience, guys. We will come back to your chats in a little bit toward the top of the hour. Uh, Viking Jesus, are you there? Yeah. How's it going, guys? Hey. We are well. It's on your mind. Sorry, what was that? You cut out. Or at least I didn't I hear said you. You staying warm? Uh, yeah, the, the furnace is still going, man. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not great with fixing things, but I guess I figured out furnaces. The other problem, and I know everyone enjoys hearing about the quirks of my home that make it hard to operate sometimes. But I live in one of those sort of cookie cutter neighborhoods where they just crank out the homes and uh, everybody kind of lives in either an identical or very similar floor plan. And uh, they, they, they cut corners quite literally. And so the intake and the exhaust on the furnace outside and it's not just a cold winter there's probably two feet of snow in the yard right now it's an insanely snowy winter as well and the intake and the exhaust outside is like three inches off the ground thank you for for (laughs) doing that in a snowy climate where i constantly have to go outside in the 20 below and make sure that there's no snow clogging up the furnace intake and creating problems it's it's really annoying the the builders Can you fix that? We, we weren't quite that cold but we did get down to 18 below the other night and it, good uh, god my hot water pipes oh, <laughs> yeah. oh that's bad you had you, you're do they burst or they just froze no they fortunately they didn't burst uh, uh you know we we got our hot water back now but you was, uh where did you what part of oregon did you guys move to out of portland uh actually it was harney county um where's that so uh, measure 114 that uh, just got overturned. That was is that the gun? Harney County. Is that the yeah. gun control? Oh, so you're you're almost in Idaho. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, southeast yeah, we're, Oregon. We're yeah, we're about a hundred miles from the Idaho border. Yeah. But yeah, the courthouse said that the 114 got overturned in. Uh, oh. Well, it didn't get overturned. It got paused. paused. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, that's just up the street from my house. Oh well. You you should thank that judge for the extra time at least. Oh yeah. Oh. Is there any update on that? And I don't uh, I don't mean to steal your time. Depending on what whatever you wanted to talk about, you're welcome to bring up. But if you would like to talk about that story, I'd be curious if there's yeah, any actually, more information. I didn't want to bring that up. Um, so the update the update we have now is that uh, the magazine ban was found to go against the state constitution, and um, for the uh, the licensing requirements. The um, that has a stay put on it until the state gets a licensing program put into place. And then after that, there will be a hearing to see if, if that goes up against the state constitution, mm. which knowing this judge, it will. Hmm, OK, so there... odds are then that's going to get appealed and, and run up the, the court. So it's going to be in the courts for several years well it seems almost certain that this would get to the state supreme court and then there's got to be a federal challenge on this too i would imagine yeah there uh there is uh there's five 
lawsuits in federal court, and okay. the one here in Harney County is uh, is uh, state court. Okay. And the, the, do we do we have any kind of status on the federal cases? Because the interesting thing about the federal cases, well, it's the fact that these are, these are being challenged in the post Bruin world. So over the summer, when that New York concealed carry uh, law was struck down by the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court didn't just strike down New York's concealed carry law. They they revised the way that the federal courts evaluate Second Amendment challenges and brought in this whole historical test that that they're going to take every gun restriction and compare it to the history and tradition of of gun laws in this country and see if it see see how it yeah so the so the federal laws uh the one that's been in uh into the court so far the federal law found the uh magazine ban was constitutional and that can stay um but that the uh, they put a hold a temporary hold on the uh, licensing requirement uh, they gave the state 30 days to, to come up with a licensing program, <clears throat> okay. which, you know, isn't going to happen. Yeah. Well, so they wanted to throw all these. Well, I guess they the people who passed the ballot measure. This ballot measure was designed such that it was passed on Election Day, obviously, November 8th. And it was basically going to impose a whole host of new gun laws on Oregon citizens. But it didn't even allow time to create the infrastructure necessary to handle all this licensing and all the other things. Is that like How did they expect to run all this new bureaucracy on effectively 30 days notice or whatever it was? Well, I mean that because it was passed by, uh, by ballot initiative rather than going through uh, legislation. So it was just, it was just uh, stupid and hurried. It's as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Makes sense. <laughs> Uh, what's uh have you been to any of the gun shops or any uh, you got an idea of what gun sales are like in Oregon currently? Uh, there is still a backlog of over 38,000, uh, uh, 38,000 background checks just in, just in the state of Oregon. Ugh, God, well, Godspeed to all the Oregonians, man. This sounds like an absolute mess. And then of course you got, uh, what's her face as the new governor, the, uh, the, the the lesbian lady tampax yeah. tampax is that her kotex oh is, is she endorsed kotex. or is that just her nickname no uh tina kotex everybody calls oh, her that's kotex right. okay okay i forgot her name was kotex i couldn't even remember her name but that makes sense all right okay well uh any other thoughts before we let you go yeah so i suppose i'll leave you guys with a question um with everything that's going on with uh with you know, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, you know, being doxxed and, and banning people and whatnot. I got a question. <clears throat> does doc, does doxing equals stochastic terrorism? Uh, define that term. I've seen it thrown around on Twitter. I don't know what it means. <clears throat> I need a definition. So stochastic terrorism is uh, uh, essentially, basically it's, it's saying something that could be construed as a call, call to action Oof. without actually being being a call to action. So essentially, uh, uh, Oh, won't somebody rid me of this priest? Yeah, yeah. total. It totally is. Well, y- you know that I'm going to be pretty cautious about standards like that, where you're supposed, where you say something that clearly is not a direct threat or direct incitement, but 
someone alleges is some sort of veiled call to action, some coded um, coded incitement, I suppose, would be a way to characterize that. I That is among the slipperiest slopes on speech to me, that you could say, um, make me a sandwich or some other innocuous phrase, but it's coded language that someone else knows to mean uh, that you're supposed to go attack someone or something. It's like that. not innocuous, though. What's not? Posting somebody's address and or phone number. Well, um, I suppose we could take maybe you want to take that example and say that that's obviously private information, I suppose. In the case of the jet thing that we were talking about, even there, you have something that's a little less obvious because we're dealing with information that's in a federal database. It's not private information, though. Yeah, anybody that's listening could find my address right now. But posting uh, it online, don't clearly have to, you have nefarious intent. Can you actually do that well, in the yeah. same way? Like, in a, is there actually a database of that sort of thing, or do you have to go oh, to yeah. some like courthouse to get records or something? No, you can you can find everybody's address online easily. Well, public information. Let me put it this way: if you wanted to say that posting information like that is something along the lines of incitement, if not direct, that that's at least a standard that's different than just say, like when I've seen this, the term is what stochastic terrorism. When I've seen this thrown yeah. at, uh, I've seen it thrown at like Matt Walsh and others for talking about trans surgeries, uh, at children's hospitals. And they say talking about this is stochastic terrorism because it enrages people and incites them into mob behavior that they then go against the, the hospital for. That's different than, say, posting someone's information. That's just talking about a story of public interest. As long as we're I'll listen to this standard as long as it's not um, you can't talk about a story like that. Posting information, posting an address, a phone number. That's different than like, I don't like that they do trans surgeries at this hospital. As long as we're not encroaching on that, like don't encroach on viewpoint, I guess, is what I'm worried about. What? I I don't understand what you're saying. Okay, so. I I can see how posting information is more adjacent to, say, uh, a call to action. Like someone's address. Yeah. That okay. I can understand better than, say, I don't like that they do trans surgeries at this children's hospital, which is... With no information. Yeah. Not, here's the address of the doctor that does it. None of that. Just, hey, this hospital is doing trans surgeries. That's bad. What I guess what right. I'm saying is there's not really... If you post... Blonde's address is this. That's not really a viewpoint. It's it's a it's a piece of factual information, I suppose, to which there's a quasi privacy violation. But it, I don't want the standard to be I don't like blonde. Like if someone tweets, I don't like blonde and then someone goes to your house and attacks it. I don't think the guy who tweeted, I don't like blonde should be held responsible for that. Well, nobody thinks that right? as long as we're not encroaching on that. That's what I'm no, worried about. No one's trying to do but that. Do but think, if someone no, says, no, no, I don't do. like blonde, here's her address. Then fuck that person. I can see that better. I can see that uh, <coughs> distinction better than the, in the case of Matt Walsh and the rest of them. That's all they're saying is I don't like that trans surgeries happen at this hospital. And that is accused of being stochastic terrorism. No, that's insane. So as long as we're not the doing same that, people are doing that listen. are the same people that that doxed, uh, that posted the Supreme Court justices' uh, addresses and whatnot after you know after the um, the yeah. leak, right? Um, that overturned Roe v. Wade, and they were like, "Here's the addresses. You know what to do." Uh yeah, I, I, I there's 
there's probably some kind of line that could be drawn there that would not encroach on viewpoint in the way that I'm worried about. As long as we do that, then then I'm I'm more comfortable with it. It's just I know that these people, at least the ones who are accusing conservative people of doing it, it's not the private information or the sensitive personal information they're worried about. They just link the viewpoint to violence. Yeah. If you express this viewpoint, you're responsible for violence. I don't want to encroach on that. I don't want to get anywhere close to that standard, but I'm not saying that we are. Uh, I'm not saying that people who are more sympathetic to Elon Musk's claim of doxing are. I'm saying that there are a lot of progressives who are of that mindset and uh, I don't want to, I don't want to mirror it in any way. Okay. All right. Anything else for me, Viking Jesus? Uh, I'll do it. I'll let you get on. Thanks for the call. Godspeed to your state. Merry Christmas. Yep. Merry Christmas. New Beezer is up next. New Beezer, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. What's on your mind? I was, I was um, first of all, Merry Christmas. Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. I was wondering what your perspective, like I, I, I have a different perspective on at least one aspect of transhumanism hmm. that I'd like to kind of get your feedback on. Okay. First, like imagine that you could scan a human's brain so minutely that you could map out exactly where all the neurons are and recreate that neural pattern in a synthetic form with a uh, with robotics or with uh, very high end semiconductors, etc., or quantum computing. Okay, and. So you can replicate the mind that you have scanned. Oof. Ooh, man, this sounds like, like the plot this. to a uh, Blade Runner. So I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Well what, well, what I'm thinking of is like, from my perspective, I would love to have like two, two things. One, there isn't really an issue of the, because one, one concern would be, oh, well, this is like soulless version of yourself but to me it Hmm. seems more like you're speaking with an echo of the person at a particular time because your your brain does change over time which neural pathways are strengthened based on um what you experience in your life what you focus on what activities you do to build up your um like cognitive behavioral therapy will, will, will change the structure of your mind I feel just to clear, just to make sure I'm following correctly. You're not, you're talking about creating a robot clone of you, essentially. essentially That'd be fair. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I um, hate this. I mean, you don't know the implications of that. Like we don't know if that, if that robot clone would also be endowed with some kind of soul. I mean, the, the, the possibilities are just, are just endless here. There's an interesting oh, question yeah, there. Are you creating life? For sure. If it's not, but this is not biologically human or even biological at all necessarily. Yeah. But, but what if, what if it has a consciousness you're replicating cells and things like that? I mean, what's it made of? Like (laughs) I, I, if we're scanning every, like your entire precise brain anatomy and recreating it, is it made of the same material program or is is this biological material? Yeah. Oh no. Well, it, it would very like, no, I wouldn't want to go down the biological 
material route. I would go with. So it's a, uh, like a software creation or something. I still don't like this. You don't know that, that a software creation uh, wouldn't be endowed with consciousness either because we have no idea. There's so little understanding about at what point consciousness begins that we don't know that even if this was something that was retained on a computer, developed on a computer, if it could develop consciousness. Don't, it's the old data question. Star Trek has covered this. In uh, isn't there something like this where I, th- I thought there was something where you can preserve the voice of dead people or haven't they already made God, I hate virtual all this so much. versions no, 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 of no, no, dead you're, people you're getting or something very close to uh, what, what I wanted to uh, uh, where I was going with this was that think about the idea of you could basically have a perpetual uh snapshot or an echo of the person because like again think about the fact that this thing is not growing and evolving over time this is literally the snapshot of you at that one particular time when this hate it i hate this so much you know as humans we were designed to move on from the trauma of losing somebody and there is blessing there is a blessing in in the in the fading memory of somebody i i think that that would just be tormenting to have something like that i do believe Uh, a lot of the the greatest evils we commit are in rejection or denial of the nature of life and death itself itself. and it's not to say that we shouldn't preserve our lives and seek to preserve the lives of everybody but isn't this an affront to the entire natural history of human life yeah i think there's a, a big difference between the preservation of life and the artificial creation of it or even the artificial rejection or denial of death itself and and hate this I, I, no I deal i'm I, out as as much no, as no, no, i would love is... to to talk to people i've i mean obviously i think about having a conversation with my brother and what that would be yeah. like and how much i would enjoy that but in this context too even if it's a an anatomical copy it's still not him it's still something else yeah. and that that worries me too and not just the moral and ethical implications but how i would trick myself into believing that's him it was him when it's still artificial it's still a virtual creation and i didn't know him but i bet he would think it was weird and creepy no he'd call me a fag yeah (laughs) (laughs) well the well the thing is that like i i think that yes if you're using it as a crutch to prevent yourself from moving on or prevent yourself from experiencing loss that that would be a negative use of the technology. Well, yeah. what else if, would you use the, it for? The, like, no, what's like, the for, ideal? For example, I suppose. Like, what I would what, what I would use it for is, for example, um, like my opa, uh, my grandfather was a missionary to Indonesia mm-hmm. way back when. I would love to hear stories and things like that because he's already passed away. I would love to hear all the 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 stories of his experiences like he ended up in a uh, well i mean he probably wouldn't want to talk about this but he ended up in a uh, japanese concentration camp mm-hmm. and just oh, all yeah. the all of the the history and all the the knowledge that he possesses is now lost well no, that's not true it, too I, I just want to like sit there and listen to to like stuff that i didn't have an appreciation for when well, I that is say, like uh, that, 12. that is true not only in the family context which is certainly I'm, I'm sure would be, context, but yeah, yeah there's how many sides of the story have been lost because they didn't you know, i mean history is written, uh, written by the winners generally speaking the people who lost their stories often 
don't get told or if they do, they're represented in a way those people wouldn't agree with. So I, I, I can't deny that for that reason, uh, I, I, I could see some value in it. I guess the question is, does that value, is that more important than the moral implications? And I, anytime you start toying with creation of life, um, messing with the nature of life and death, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that just because I think that's one of, uh, the greatest moral, uh, I don't know. Just, just it's best to steer clear of playing God, and I, I think that that's yeah, that's right there with playing God. If it is not, in fact, people that. would clearly misuse this. I think that the danger to society probably outweighs the potential benefit. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of the danger to society, there is the like there one negative that I came up with, and that would be I don't trust the people who would be designing this technology to actually maintain like let's say that you were a very controversial figure and because this is now software that is basically running in the background somewhere this would leave uh have the door open for manipulation over time where you can get like let's say you had like a hitler character that a lot of people really dislike and uh you could make them say oh i support donald trump or or whatever uh yeah if like if they have a hold of it if on the other hand like you maintained it or your family maintained this archive of like oh hey if you wanted to go talk to uh bill clinton when he's dead or something like that you'd have to go through the clintons so if you wanted Mm -hmm. to talk to uh thomas jefferson you'd have to go through the jefferson family to to actually like almost like almost as if it was a person you have to go through them to go and talk to them Hmm. but but yeah i I hate this yeah uh, I think I think it's interesting, especially just because it's like from my perspective, it's not a life. It is not yeah. one. It's not me. It, however, it was a snapshot of me. It's like taking a backup of a computer at a particular time. It's like this is a window into the past at a particular point, and there's no moral um, gumption about it because it was my life. I guess, but, it, it, but it's, it's something more it's than just a record person. of you, like a photograph or a diary entry or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's an independent it's that, thinking. Interactive. Yeah. It's an independently thinking version of you. And that's, but it wouldn't change over time. That, that's the thing. So long well, you as don't know that. Well, if uh, the, the, the requirement would be if this was essentially hard coded onto say a computer yeah. Uh, because you had to reconfigure the the physical structure of the computer to be able to handle the neural network, then, okay, well, that is the one computer that is your backup at that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've made it. You've made a, a good case. Made I, a think good case. I think you've yeah. made some interesting points that I had not considered, but I will I will pass on the. It's it's just it's too morally dicey for me. Although the yeah. prospects of gain of of regaining lost knowledge, I do find to be pretty. Oh interesting. yeah, can you imagine talking to Hitler? Bond's <laughs> first uh, that's the, the first, first visit on the yeah the computer replicants. Where's the Hitler one? Jesus and Hitler is Paul <laughs> Hitler. Baby. I've got good priorities. Uh, I, one two, I guess. Got it. Glad we got it uh, sorted out. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Obviously, uh, very interesting. And uh, I appreciate it. And Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. And you, same to you. Okay. We, uh, our miscalculation in taking additional calls is that we didn't let our call screen or dangerous spaces know that that, in fact, was the plan. So I think 
we'll we'll probably have to just call it there on on calls but, but we uh, got we got to get dangerous spaces though yeah we do have to talk to him but uh, appreciate uh the calls this evening guys um and if you were not able to get uh into the live room or if you'd like to participate uh but you can't do it live of course you can send us a, a question as well which we'll get to as soon as dangerous spaces is done but contact page of the website if you'd like to send us an email slash contact Dangerous Spaces gets last call, last call of the year, in fact. So you don't want me to bring in more? I just heard you talk about that on the stream. You we had kind of toyed else? with the idea, but uh, we've, uh, you know, it's it's probably just it's to cool. avoid confusion. Um, uh, okay, no worries. But okay, what's on your mind? Yeah, if, you're happy, if you're happy to just make this last one. Uh, so Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, before I forget. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, and also, I just want to give a shout out. There's a uh, Finger Puppet Mafia looks like he might have been a new caller trying to get in, and someone called John Connor was in a waiting room but didn't roll call, so I don't know if he's new as well. Uh, guys, if you're listening, I've DM'd you. Just have a look out. Um, I'm happy to kind of help you guys out if you're new to the system and trying to figure out how to use it. They both look like they only just signed up for Discord this month. so Yeah, no, thanks for helping them out, and I will say for anybody who tries calling in for the first time, and especially if you're not used to discord which not everybody is it can be confusing and intimidating so if you do need any help uh dangerous spaces is uh helpful and willing to do that or you can always email me and if i can answer your question i'll do that as well but uh, don't be intimidated by the uh, odd and complex nature of discord there is help available to you if you'd like to try calling in yeah it is kind of it is kind of painful though but um Anyway, I just figured we'd, seeing it's the last call of the year, we'd end it on something a bit more positive and a bit more fun rather than any sort of, especially after that last call. I always listen to the last call before I get on. And oh my goodness. Um, but well, I figured did, you either, have, did you have thoughts about uh, robot clones? We got we to gotta iron out the issue. Well, the only thought I would probably say is we need to keep in mind that um, there seems to be something within human beings that make them emotional and make them have that... Um, uh, you know, empathy, understanding, feeling, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem with the robot is basically it would just be, and I think this is the why it works so well in so many movies where robots have this logic of why something will work out the right way if they do it that way is because they're just cold, pragmatic logic. That's all they right. are. Yeah. So it wouldn't really be you if it eliminated that human quality. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, and you wonder too, even if you could create a human clone... Uh, well, I'm sure that's I'm sure that is biologically possible. But let's say let's say you do that. But let's say I was born with a clone version of me, mm-hmm. exactly the same in every possible way. How do I want to think about this hypothetical? I guess what I'm saying is, if the clone started the same, started life at the exact same birth at the exact same time, and lived through the world in the same way that I did, would the clone make all the exact same choices? Because right, of course right. there are many choices I've made in my life that would have led me in drastically different places where I chose to go to college, where I chose to apply for jobs. And then when one I chose divergence to, and it's all different. Yeah. Or like, what if that clone is 5% more annoying than me and blonde never decides to do a stream with that clone <laughs> and this show never starts. I guess it's just weird for me to think like if just because it's a clone, does it mean that it goes through life in the exact same way? And I'm not necessarily right. convinced that it does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, it's a troubling wanted, question. I didn't mean to drag you into the. I just find all these topics to be interesting, obviously. But whatever no, you want to wanted to discuss, of course. Like I, like I said, I figured something a bit more lighthearted, a bit more uh, kind of fun, just end of the year. So I was thinking either you guys could ask me some more questions about Australia. I think it's been a few years since you last did that, or we could maybe talk about Christmas. You know, things like you know, tradition. Any you know particularly special memories, things like that. I don't know if you guys had a preference uh, topic was. Christmas I do have one question about tiny. Australia, but right, I kind of want the question, the Christmas question. Do let's do well, one quick about- Australia question, then we'll talk Christmas. Okay, so the average Australian woman has banged twenty three guys. What are are you guys just like like sluts? Are you just like banging sluts constantly? Uh, I don't. I don't really know how to answer. <laughs> not you in you, particular you, you guys specifically what's your body count um yeah. i mean in terms of that realistically i you know what i don't really know how to answer that like legitimately don't know how to answer that because it's kind of i think because a lot of us live so close to things like the ocean and we tend to be quite athletic as well we we tend to um really punch above our weight in terms of world sports things like that so I'm wondering if it's just on average there's people that are a lot more fit, a lot better looking. So they just want to just bang? But yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know. Are you guys just hornier because you're, you're jolly? Like does the accent just do it for everybody and everybody's just horny all the time? Even Australians, yeah. Uh, depends on the accent because we do have some, have some accents that are quite, um, I, I would call them bogan accents. It's kind of redneck in America is probably the closest equivalent. Yeah. I could come up with it's not quite the same thing. So your but, answer to this is that everybody's hot and DTF. I don't know. <laughs> Why wow. do you think I would have an answer well, to this? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, what you wanted to talk Christmas traditions or what about Christmas? I don't know. I, I'm thinking like, are there any particular traditions? Uh, probably memories as well, because I've got a hmm. lot of really good memories of you know Christmas stuff and you know. Uh, I don't know if you guys have like special memories for things that you've done. Maybe you know something that you did in a particular year. Um, you know, holiday, Christmas holidays, maybe or vacation or whatever you Americans call it. Um, stuff like that. I don't know if you have you know, good hmm. Christmas memories of of things that really stand out. Good Christmas memory. Okay, I remember when I was a kid one year, my brother and sister wanted to make pancakes for my parents. And but they kept burning them and then they were just feeding me because I was the youngest all the burned pancakes and my parents woke up and found out what happened and they I have never seen them more pissed off in their lives the the, the holiday was totally ruined my brother and sister were in so much trouble what why what's so enraging about that because they were just feeding me these like burned little pancake nuggets for like an hour and I was just like a four-year-old it wasn't also an age thing. How old would they have been at this stage? And if you well, my brother, my brother's seven years older than I am, so eleven. Yeah. Still, yeah, uh, my, my parents were really fucking it. pissed. Yeah. So when I you said know. little pancake, do you guys not have pikelets in us in America? What the hell? What did you that? just ask me about? Pikelet. Pikelet. <laughs> it's basically a mini pancake. Pikelet. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Why would you I say it like that? I don't know what the it's hell that is. Probably about the size. If you took your hands and made seeds and put them together, I mean, I've heard it's of, probably about the size of that. Maybe a little, little bit smaller. I've heard of pie ass, but not pie clit. Okay, <laughs> that's a new one. Who said pie ass? Pie ass is your bit. 
Are you talking about cake farts? No, you said you've said that you like pie, but you don't want to get pie ass. Oh, I said that. That's funny. Yeah. I thought you were talking about that viral video where those sluts fart on the cakes. No, I don't even know what that is. It was the two girls, one cup era. Oh, cake no, farts. I, I haven't seen that one. Okay. So yeah. anyway, I don't know what pike, uh, the mini pancakes. That's pretty that's, much. Yeah. That's new to me. Um, I don't, my, we don't have a ton of, uh, <laughs> transition to total seriousness. I don't, we don't have a ton of like, uh, a ton of major Christmas um, traditions in my family. We used to, when I was really young and we lived in Minnesota, our family gatherings for Christmas were much larger because that's where all my extended family lives. Ever since we moved out to Montana, it's always been just my direct family basically um, and continues to this day. So it's a, we don't have like the big family get together with the big meal and stuff, but it's, it's just fun to. What about your Scandinavian grandmother? There's well, gotta be something there. Yeah. I mean, she, uh, the thing I always associate with her house is, uh, she always had those little pillow candies. Yeah. She had a lot of things. She liked to make brownies. She liked to, she always had like, for some reason it was always sliced cheddar cheese. And my brother really liked that, but she always had cheddar <laughs> cheese and, and brownies and those yeah. pillow candies. And yeah, she would make yeah. punch too. Like really good big punch in a big bowl, you know? Aw, fun. Yeah. Is that yeah. on your mom's side or your dad's side? Uh, that's my dad's side. And I, she was grandmother I, Christensen. I need a I need a robot clone of my grandma because uh, my grandma would always say, "Next time you come visit me, I want you to bring a special lady with you." And and unfortunately, she died Aww. right before I I met my wife. Literally like three months before I met my wife. And that you know, I'd, it would have been cool to see them get to meet each other. That didn't happen, but and she'd love um, your little boy too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But she did get to. She did have several great grandchildren. Um, uh, other parts of my dad's family so she uh she got to see plenty of those and uh she had a life well lived she died at yeah i don't know well into her 80s i believe early it's, 80s it's a good run yeah it's a good run what about you dangerous spaces well i do have to wonder if this is also a weather thing in terms of obviously it's winter for you guys during christmas it's summer for us because i have a lot of memories even only a few years ago um of going to the beach and basically renting out like an apartment or uh, a few years ago, 2019, I think it was, we had uh, myself, my brother, my brother's housemate, um, my sister and brother-in-law and my niece uh, and my parents. And we basically all just rented this big house between us. And there were like three areas that you could sit and just watch TV. So everyone could have their own little, little space. Uh, there was a pool. There was all this sort of stuff. So we rented that out uh, a few years ago. I think the year before that, we each rented uh, an apartment overlooking the beach. And, you know, we'd go down to the beach, you know, every day and go swimming and stuff. So I have a lot of memories of that. We used to go to, I can't remember what the name of the place was. It may not even exist anymore. But when we were kids, there was a particular place we used to go all the time. I think we went there like, you know, a few Christmases. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, things like that, you know, going away and, and – because we're because we're in we're in the city, so to get to the beach, it's usually at least about an hour, hour and a half drive to get to. So it's kind of close enough that you can do fun stuff like that, but too far to really make it a regular thing, you know, realistically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, just memories of that. Uh, that's quite good, you know. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff like that. I do remember when we were kids. I don't know why they did this. I don't know what the idea was behind it, but. I know in America you have stockings over a fireplace because, again, it's yeah. winter. We used to have um, 
We used to do pillowcases at the end of the bed. That's I don't cute. Know, I don't know why pillowcases. It was weird, but we had pillowcases. Do and you we're, put you know, uh, yeah. gifts in them or something? Is there any purpose to the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so you put. So it's the same in idea it. as the stockings. It's just. Uh, no, they're just filled yeah. with snakes and poisonous well, spiders. It's like I don't these weird Australian not, not traditions. I don't know what the hell they're doing. This, you know, Are you supposed to? Do they sneak them. in? Do parents sneak in at night and put the gifts in to there? Be, how did, to be fair, this was when I was quite young, so I don't even uh, remember how it actually worked. I just remember we did that for um for gifts, and then there was also a period when we were kids where we would get to open a present on Christmas Eve because we'd basically have roast dinner on Christmas Eve. We'd have like you know roast chicken, pork. Uh, we'd have ham. We might have lamb occasionally. We'd basically get a few different types of roasts and have have different meats for roast dinner. Uh, we'd get to open a present on Christmas Eve, and then we'd wake up and open, obviously, on Christmas Day the rest of them. Hmm. Um, I remember those as well. That one was interesting because there was always that one present that you really wanted to open and you were trying to guess which one it was. Yeah. And it was slightly disappointing. If you opened it, went, oh, that wasn't the one I wanted. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, this will be uh, um, this will be fun too. I think this um, uh, Calvin isn't old enough to to get to like comprehend presents, I suppose. But he's old enough to tear stuff apart. So in addition well, to he, the the sledding and some other things, we'll get to try out this year. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, some I mean, of the some of the tr- Christmassy things we'll be able to do more this year than last. So I will have opportunity to start establishing some traditions. Well, to but. Be fair, to- to Sorry, be fair, last year he would have been what three months at yeah, Christmas, he, a bit over three months, yeah. three and a half ish, which but, means I, I think at that stage they're mostly still got their eyes closed ninety percent of the time. So I don't a matter of whether he's yeah. even really aware of it. But well, yeah, I, I think at what fifteen he's presumably up, looking around, very aware of things. Yeah, he's he's running in. around. He's yeah, kind yeah, of speaking yeah. half words. Um, and and blonde, I know you've mentioned it before. Obviously, I want to establish Christmas traditions in my family and figure out how we want to handle this, but I don't want it to be purely consumerist in nature. I don't yeah. want it to be like, oh, it's present day. And it it's sort of difficult for me, too, as someone who is uh, I, I'm on my my faith journey. You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily. I don't know exactly what the Christmas season means to me it means family gathering of course but as i get more and more into the scriptural study perhaps it means more from a spiritual or religious perspective than it has for me prior and how i want to incorporate all that i need to start thinking critically about what i want christmas to mean in my family which i haven't done a lot of yet so it's tradition creating time that's uh that's my job and i haven't put the thought to it i'm just focusing on it being fun for emily yeah we got her a well, really Emmeline, cute trike. Be, so. Ah. But to be fair, Emmeline would be, what, three, four? She's two. Two. She's only two. I thought she was older than that. 2020. No, yeah. She was born uh, she was. shortly after the George Floyd stuff, I remember. She the was. Week, the week that you took off was a hilarious one. I remember going over the news with Frank. And it was such a, that, that, the news that happened that week was the Minneapolis mayor getting the shame, shame treatment like Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. in town. Yeah. That was so funny. Uh, what a classic uh. moment. But it was just a crazy, the time at which she was born was such a crazy time. It was like oh, yeah. the height of the Black Lives Matter riots. All the Corona bullshit was still raging. Mm-hmm. What a crazy time so in history. so early, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, well, uh, thank you for the thoughts and thank you for your call screening services and all the other help that you offer. And no uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We will talk to you next year. 
Yeah. You guys have a good rest of the night. You have a really good Christmas and you too. have a safe new year. And we'll look forward to catching up in uh, yeah 2023. Thank you, man. Have Good a good uh, have a good day, whatever time it is there, yeah. like noon or Thank something. You. See ya. Okay. Uh, thank you for the calls once again, guys. We will get into your email questions, and we'll uh, we have just a handful, so we'll get right to your chats. And again, I appreciate the patience, chatters. I know that we have neglected you for a minute here, so thank you for uh, putting up with that, and thanks for supporting the show as well. Uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to send us an email question, we answer those each and every week, except next week when we're off. But uh, you can send us uh, an email question to us through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. What in God's name is this name on the first question? Irish Catholic uh. Caliphate Joe Biden and his jigaboo crack whore knob slobber. Okay, I think I think that's fair. You know, uh, someone emailed me on the topic of jigaboos, which, yes, I'm getting to your question, uh, Mr. Very Long Profane Name. But we saw that case with Robert Griffin III saying, well, he proved those jigaboos wrong on ESPN. Right. Someone sent me a clip from like 2013 of a news anchor. A young woman seems perfectly nice. I forget what clip they were watching on the news, some sort of parade or some sort of music event. And it cuts away from the video clip back to them at their anchor desk. And she goes, that music is so crazy, you know, with all its jigaboo. It's like this jigaboo music that they're doing. And you can tell that she has no idea what oh, that, that is or means. She thinks it's like, her? no, but there's another guy like, stop, please stop. You know, the music's like jigaboo and, uh, and <laughs> bobbity boop and bibbity bop and jigaboo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i don't know what happened to her but it's not the first time that it's been uttered oh, anyway mr irish catholic caliphate joe biden do you think the supposed economic downturn will ever materialize in any meaningful way the economy probably should have collapsed by now what do you think is going on well it is i think it is materializing quite significantly yeah. uh you uh, the, i think the the only thing that might be holding some of it back is that people saved a lot of money during the free money era of the last couple of years but as costs go up and especially as interest rates rise and and jobs are going to suffer in the coming year in all likelihood that will dry up and you will see desperation increasing you will see government dependence increasing so i i don't know are, do we have like, I guess it depends on your, your definition of devastation or desperation, but we have serious economic trouble on our hands now and even more coming in the next year, unfortunately so. Um, so as, as far as, as far as, I guess I need, I would need to know the definition. Will it ever materialize? I think it's materializing yeah. in significant ways as we speak. It's totally on life support. This is a zombie economy. Um, but you really can keep things going for a while after the economy has actually collapsed. I mean, you can have 7% inflation like for a really long time. Well, we're going to find out. I guess we don't have any choice. Yeah. Um, um, Charlie. Thank you, Irish Catholic Caliphate Joe Biden. <laughs> can we really consider gay marriage to be a win for equality when gay men and women had the equal right to marry someone of the opposite sex as straight men and women had? Is gay marriage actually a blow for equality because legally now romantic love has legally privileged over bro brotherly love or sisterly love? Hold on, I need to read this again. 
Interesting. This is a sort of a, a twist on the argument that is to say it wasn't uh, prohibitions on gay marriage were not discriminatory because men and women have always had the equal right to marry a man or marry a woman, depending on right. whether you're a man or a woman. The right to marry another man or another woman is a right to the legal recognition of a relationship that is something fundamentally different. That is to say that a gay right. relationship is a different type of love in the way that brotherly or sisterly love Usually are love different right. from the love uh, between a, a husband and a wife. That's and interesting. now we've said that this form of love, as in a gay relationship love, will get legal elevation over these other forms of love that are not man and woman marriage. Is there an unfair legal advantage there? I guess to put it another way, are the incest people really getting the legal screw? They're not getting right. the same. Legal, I mean, that makes sense because yeah. um, it, it becomes all about sex then. Yeah. Well, as has become more clear to me over time, um, being clear about what the purpose of and the definition of marriage, really what the purpose of marriage is. We listened to that clip a couple of weeks ago from that Alan Keyes guy who was running against Obama. Is marriage about having fun with your spouse and, and uh, your sort of sexual fulfillment or something mm -hmm. like that? Or is marriage fundamentally about the creation and raising of children. And yes, right. it's true that sterile people could still get married. Yes. It's true that old people who are past their reproductive years could still get married, but just because you have outliers, as he wonderfully explained, doesn't change the fundamental definition of the thing in principle. When you bring in gay marriage, there's no creation or creation of children possible in principle. It's not just an outlier thing. Like it's, it's a practical impossibility. And so now we've sort of changed the definition of marriage to be, well, if it's just two people who like the company of each other, then that's what a marriage is. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the definition, why would that exclude all sorts of other relationships? This is where you get to the, to the Rick Santorum, uh, slippery slope warnings of the last decade. And, and, um, I, I want to be clear when I talk about this, this is not me. I'm not in favor of removing people's rights to live under the sort of circumstances or relationships that they want provided everybody's a consenting adult. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should be thrown in prison if you are caught in a gay relationship or something like that. All I'm saying is when we obscure the definition of things, we have legal, uh, we have uh, logical consequences. Yeah, totally. And this is an interesting exploration of that, that if the definition of marriage is simply two people who love each other, period, mm -hmm. why would we say that uh, a gay marriage should be legally privileged over, I don't know, other, other, other types? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a, I, it's, it seems like sort of a silly question. Because it seems preposterous, but I can't actually give you a reason why that's preposterous if that's the definition of marriage. Two people who love each other. Yeah. So uh, can it really be a win for equality? Um, I, yeah, well, <laughs> how far does the legal equality extend? What are the definitional boundaries? And mm -hmm. this, is, um, this is the problem. When yeah. people think it's absurd to say, well, you... you 
you open the door to marrying dogs or you know marrying yourself dennis rodman style but or whatever but but we've played with the definition such as other things potentially are included and uh you know again you're perfectly entitled to live the life that you want to it's not me trying to tell any gay person out there that that you can't do that or you ought to have the state come and stop you from doing that it's just it's just an acknowledgement that messing with the definition has consequences and i think we're realizing those thanks charlie that's uh you've kind of stumped me so i appreciate it chris m says hey faggots lots of talk about elon and twitter and uh and the tracking and whatnot good points on all sides what if we just started doing it to bill gates same question in how people talk about the evil russian oligarchs shouldn't we be treating western oligarchs the same i think that that same kid might do that he does it to like a dozen people he does it to other people bill gates might be on the list if he isn't i should double check that be something i'll take back what i said about that kid being a little douche I have <laughs> it's really on balance. He's got it figured out. Um, I got to believe I wonder what Bill Gates personal security is like. Like if you actually wanted to get to Bill Gates, how, what sort of ninja spy skills would be necessary? I got to imagine. I bet it would be easier to get to Biden than to Bill Gates. I'm not yeah. even joking. I think it, yeah. I bet Bill Gates security setup is unbelievable. I'm sure. Who knows, though? I mean, Look at this Nancy Pelosi thing. Although that was some weird gay. That's there's way more than meets the yeah. eye there. That that is that whole thing is bullshit. Did you um? I posted a video about it last week uh, on Saturday. Um, they they played 15 seconds of the body cam footage in court, and you can't see it. Even though the yeah. DA had said uh, at her press conference after all of this happened, once it's played in court, then it will be public. But it's still yeah. not. And they played it. They played it in court, and only media were allowed inside. They would. There were no cameras in the courtroom, so you can't even hear it. But the TV on which they played it fate was facing away from the members of the media who were in the courtroom. So all we have is secondhand descriptions by the reporters who were on the backside of the TV and could hear the audio but not see the video. That's how tightly wrapped up this thing is. And they played fifteen Yikes. seconds. That's all. That's it. So and 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 I think it's so bizarre too that David DePap, the suspect, has not issued any public statement. His public defender lawyer, maybe he's just afraid for his own life. I mean, he he has to know what he's up against. But his lawyer is not interested in saying anything publicly on behalf. I'm of I'm sure client. he's getting paid off, right? I maybe that maybe it's as simple as that. But the fact that this guy is accused of such a significant crime. Uh, and by significant, I mean, like in the media sense, uh, not necessarily like he committed the crime of the century. So I think there's more than meets the eye there. Uh, but he, he's he's committed, you know, the worst crime in our country, second to January 6th. He's smeared. When I say smeared, I mean, I'm not trying to say that he's a great guy, but he is portrayed as some kind of sinister right winger, uh, you know, QAnon man in the media. And nobody, not his his family, not his lawyer, none of these people have any interest in clearing his name with the exception of his weirdo son who spoke to the Daily Mail yeah. and said, my dad might be a sex slave. Well, 
Which, by the way, I've, I've only, it's the only information we've gotten. We've got to listen to somebody about it. Speaking of the uh, appreciation for dangerous spaces, that's uh, I give him the assignment of trying to track down all the weirdos I want to talk to, which are almost impossible, but you never know who you can catch. I, I sent him after trying to get David DePap's son, the weirdo who, who talked to the Daily Mail, because I want to hear about the drugs he's done with his dad and the prospect of his dad being a sex slave at Paul Pelosi's house. We'll see if we can snag that in the new year. That would be a great interview. Um, oh, I'm up. Uh, Danny from Montana. Is there any real purpose in having a conversation with the average normie on current events, person who listens to NPR, CNN, or any other legacy media news outlet compared to the average viewer here? Or we'll have takes on any current events that are night and day. I think COVID-19, 2022 election vaccines. At a certain point, I think I'm wasting my breath, even if I'm trying to change a family member's mind. What do you think? Mm. I know we're going to have wildly different answers. Like I, I'm off the normie train. I don't give a shit about converting normies because even in 2020, um, like early 2020, I was thinking people are never going to tolerate this. But as it so happens, people are dumber than even I imagined. And I was kind of with it in 2020. I was pretty blackpilled already by then. And people have just blown my mind with uh, this level of stupidity that I thought was totally unachievable on a world scale. Uh, so if COVID-19 didn't wake you up, you're fucking worthless to me. So I was at getting lunch yesterday, an entire family of people from Washington wearing masks. I Death could penalty. not believe it. My brother and I were just openly talking about them, like right next to them. Like, look at these fucking idiots. <laughs> like, what are they even doing here? Why are they in this town? They have Washington plates. And finally, they just left because mm. it was so obvious that we were just going to bully them. Um, out of the restaurant. <laughs> You're sure that they heard you? Oh, yeah. I was like a foot You talked shit guy. about a family and made them leave? Yeah. Well, what thank you for your service. Here? Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm not doing this. This mask thing, yeah. it creates this, um, this fearful environment. Well, haven't you and heard that RSV and the flu are on the rise? It's so, it's so, what a bunch of ass clowns. Yeah. Like, all I can do is protect my community from idiots. And they had out-of-state plates, and then they went and they waited in their car while their food was ready. Hmm. Well, just, and you've done your part. They're not coming back. They're staying. We are the past the point of politeness yeah. here. People like this need to be openly ridiculed. <laughs> um, as far as who I'm willing to engage with and try to change minds, it's it's less a matter of perspective to me and more a matter of their attitude with which yeah. they speak yeah. to me. Like, I, you could be the craziest communist in your worldview. And if you actually have a sincere interest in hearing why I disagree and you'll have a good faith conversation about it without getting emotionally bothered or accusatory or any of that. Well, you should read fine. the next question because the, this is basically the same. Thing. Yeah. The the, these question. two questions do yeah. go kind of, they tie in. So I'll read that and the, the answers will be very similar. Hockey fanatic says, you find out your neighbor or friend is a Democrat. Do you continue your relationship with them? Should we be friends with people uh, with opposing political views than ours? Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. to me. It's not about the viewpoint. It's about the way in which you interact and engage with others. Like, I are you intellectually curious? Are you listening to me or are you yeah. waiting to talk? Do you respect me? Even though we have differences of opinion, if you, if you, if you still respect me and we can have a discussion about this, then I don't care what you believe. Well, I do care. That's not I, true. Yeah, but I'm, I'll still have a relationship with you. On the other side of it, obviously, philosophy, religion, political affiliation, these are all reflections of base level values. And so if someone has, if someone is, um, 
like a militant atheist Democrat, odds are we do have a fundamental philosophical disagreement. But if that person mm-hmm. is actually genuinely interested in, in figuring out what that is and why, what is the, the point at which we split to get me to where I am and what I believe and where he goes to what he believes. The, the trouble is uh, people who are of the people, the sort of people who are still like an entire family of mask wearers still not, not all. I'm sure there are some that are intellectually curious, but if, if ever there was a outward sign, I am not intellectually curious. It's still wearing a mask, wearing a mask. in yeah. almost 2023. So um, uh, to, to answer that question, I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not going to refuse anybody based on their perspective alone. I'm going to allow them the chance of interaction and I'll be, if I demand, if I expect good faith, from them, I, I I have an obligation to deliver good faith myself. Um, yeah. But but if if you're the sort of person where it's like you can't go five seconds without trying to call me a name, I'm a Nazi, I'm a white supremacist, I'm a science denier. Yeah, I uh, there there probably five years ago, I probably would have tried to work beyond that. Today, it's like uh, all right, go fuck yourself. I, I yeah, have time yeah, for you. Exactly. Um, my patience is is thinner, but. But but up until that point, uh, and that that point, I mean, like personal insult or weird accusation. Yeah, I'm going to give everybody of all perspectives a fair chance, and we'll see if we can figure it out. Anyway, uh, thank you for the questions, guys. Appreciate it. Once again, if you'd like to send us uh, an email question, contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We'll catch up with our. Uh, neglected chatters and we'll call it a stream again. I appreciate your patience guys. I'm sorry that we've uh, taken so long in between chat updates. Appreciate your support. Last person was it the show. Let's see. Um, Yeah. Simon. And then general grievance. Yeah. General grievance is up next. Prison is the best option for all traders occupying the Imperial bureaucracy. Sorry. No, they got to face the wall. All of them far too dangerous to live. This is why, it is so damn cold in Coeur d'Alene. I'm with you there. What about, uh, what if we use the actual gulags? Ship them off, ship them off there. I'm listening. <laughs> Herbert Loper. Thank you, General Grievance. Uh, I'm still uh, banned for telling David Hogg to not wake up. And he won't wake up to stuff he doesn't like. Okay. And to stack up or shut up, Biden too. Well, you and Blonde, I guess you guys are still too spicy, even for Elon. So dumb. Jeff Sloat. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Do you two have any unique holiday traditions? No, but my house is decked out. Interior. Uh, you didn't do exterior? No. I have a we, Christmas uh, wreath up. It's yeah. too co- fucking cold. Dude, it yeah, is insane. And uh, maybe I, I don't do exterior decorations on my house. In fact, we don't really even do interior decorations all that much. Um, but maybe as kids get older, I might get more into that. I don't know, man. The, the, the climbing the ladder and freezing outside to put the lights in the house and all that. But I want to be a good Christmas dad. So perhaps I will fulfill that obligation in future years. Uh, No, I mean, this this is related to the call that we had with um, dangerous spaces. So no, not particularly. Uh, There's not, not like major food or like activity traditions that we have. It's just about spending time with family and, and chilling out. 
watching some yeah, yeah. watching some TV, watching some movies, whatever, just sleeping some in forensic for a little files. bit. Yeah. Uh, I intend We've to do a lot of that over the break. We've actually been choosing watching a new movie every night, been choosing from the Criterion collection. Hmm. And it has been so much fun. We have so much to talk about. Uh we watched Home Alone 2 today in preparation oh, for the uh, uh, for the movie review on Friday night. I, I don't think I've watched it in 10 or 15 years, so it was fun to watch again. And the version I watched, Trump was still in it. They haven't scrubbed him yet. Wow. Yeah. They're really um, talking on their principles. Eric Burns yeah. Marsh, happy Hanukkah to my two favorite Mossad agents. Hashtag <laughs> Chicago-style pizza fans with hyphenated names for Matt Blunt. You get bent. I mean, yeah, we don't, uh, we don't want fed, you to fed, listen fed, to that fed, point. Fed, 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 fed. Uh, GR <laughs> says... Banging that stuffed crust. You watched 1923 yet? Yeah, I watched the first episode. We did watch that last night. Um, I, I definitely don't want to spoil for people because that's brand new. But what were your... There's some anti-Catholic sentiment. And then like I'm getting oh. a sniff of some race hustling. That I'm this side about. story about this Indian bitch I don't care about I, at all. Like, no. I was like, I don't care about this Africa shit, but I really don't care about don't this, care Indian, about this shit. Indian chick. Yeah. Um, with her one inch forehead. <laughs> I have never seen a person with such a small forehead in my life. So it was. Uh, mm, I'm I would say worried. That, I would say that this. I'm the uh, Yellowstone captured my interest. 1883 captured my interest. This I'm lukewarm on after the first episode, but I will certainly. Oh, Yellowstone is unwatchable this season. It's so bad. It's uh, it's a little slower. I will certainly admit that. And there's a lot more like uh, a lot more ranching problems. You know what I mean? And obviously well, it's a show it about ranching. It makes me think the show has always sucked. Well, it's like uh, brucellosis is now the biggest dilemma. It's like start taking yeah. people to the train station again. Although you can tell someone's getting set up to go to the train station and that will be satisfying. It's uh, yeah, I hope it's Beth. You know that, uh, and I'm I'm not spoiling anything for people who um, are are watching the show, or if you're a little behind. It is clear that either Beth or Jamie will die. One of them will die, but the question is which. And it seems mm-hmm. obvious to think that Beth would kill Jamie, but I'm not so convinced that that's going to happen. <sighs> Just go back to my forensic files and looking at crime scene photos. Hmm. Um, who is next? Chris. Double O and J. Uh, Merry Christmas. We've been on vacation in your territory. Big sky. Holy shit. It's going to be cold tomorrow. We've had some great snowboarding conditions this week, though. Man, if you can handle it. It has been. uh, Snow conditions have been great for early season. So I'm glad to hear you've got at least a couple good days in. But uh, I'm surprised they were even running at all today. I saw they had limited operations and it sounds like they're doing that same thing tomorrow. Dude, I... If you try to go skiing or snowboarding in weather this cold, it doesn't even work. There's no water content to the snow because it's so frozen that it gets it becomes this like grippy carpety texture and it it doesn't slide the same. So and I I, oh, I forgot to tell you, I did watch a documentary that you guys would love. hmm. It's about um, the Alpine Meadows avalanche in the 80s. I didn't know there was one, but I've been to Alpine Meadows. It's crazy because like the. It, it was three avalanches hmm. that converged on the lodge. Uh, it's just like this is the place the, in Tahoe. Yeah. Apparently the uh-huh. worst avalanche risk of any place, maybe in the world. And there was a terrible avalanche in the eighties that really? killed a bunch of people. Yeah. I went, the to, documentary I went snowboarding excellent. at Alpine Meadows once and it snowed like four feet overnight. So it was some of the most ridiculous snow I've ever seen. You, I don't yeah. know much about the avalanche danger there or not, but 162 uh, inches during this avalanche 
over like four okay. days. That's how it, this when I was in Tahoe, it was 2011, and it's the most snow overnight I've ever seen. It like buried oh, my car in snow. It was so ridiculous. So if you have time, watch it. It's called I think it's called Buried. Uh, Where did you watch it? What, what platform? I watched it on Prime. Okay. Uh, yeah, Chris, have fun, and um, I would say drop a line uh, if you are um, driving through town because um, you're you're in my neck of the woods. However, with the holiday schedule, I'll be out of here. Got to do work on Friday for the stream, obviously. Then I'm out of here on Saturday, so it might not it might not work out. But um, if you're driving through tomorrow or something. Uh, I might have time. Anyway, uh, thank you for uh, your support for the show and Godspeed out there, man. If you try, if you decide to go snowboarding tomorrow, good luck. I'm not yeah, doing really that. stay warm. Uh, Beatty, Beatty. Thank you. Thunderstorm. Does anyone know anything about reliance trading FX investing? No. Yeah. Uh, does anybody know about the, no, I, uh, no, I have no idea what that even is. At first, I thought it was an FTX reference, but it's not. I know, um, I know a little bit about FX investing, reliance trading. Let me look this up. You want to read? By the way, I just saw Sam Bankman-Fried is in U.S. custody now. Supposedly, that's breaking news. I believe. Whatever, he's going to weasel his way out of. Let me let me this. double check that that's correct here. Uh, reliance Bankman-Fried. FX is a. Um, they do Forex training. So this, is this like a financial advisor that does Forex for you? Yeah, I don't know. Um, apparently I, don't know. I worked in Forex, but I don't remember anything. It says he's heading to the U.S. So he must be moving now. Uh, whether he's actually in U.S. custody, I'm not sure. But it looks like he's on the move potentially to the U.S. at the moment. Anyway. Uh Thank you, Thunderstorm. Sorry we don't have more information on that. Uh, Robotech2. Matt, I accidentally don't watch your videos frequently. Your thumbnails do blend in on the feed, as does Scott Adams, who has a background shot, too. Lotus Eaters and Tim Pool's thumbs work well. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm not looking to copy anyone's style. So my videos are there. You can find them. You can head to my website. You can uh, head to my channel. And... um, I think that both of those channels are presentationally great. So I don't have, I don't have disputes with, uh, with their thing, but I just don't want to, I, I, we've already discussed it at length. I'm not, I'm not looking to, to try to chase someone with thumbnails or something like that. So, uh, but I appreciate the thoughts and thanks for supporting the show and thanks for uh, tuning in as well. Phil says, Blonde is right. We need to be running certain people out of towns. They should not feel comfortable taking advantage of our hospitality. Oh, yeah, totally. There is a reason they're heading to places like Coeur d'Alene, I would assume, and that's because they've uh, sufficiently rotted the place from which they came. So, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, obviously I don't want to be a, a rude person by default or something like that. However, it's sort of like um, there's something it's sort of like what I was thinking about with uh, with the Muppet Christmas Carol about this idea that you 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 measure character by how many friends you have. No, no, you don't, because if you're friends with garbage people or conversely, if you're enemies with uh, with um, great people or enemies with garbage, you can tell um, your character is measured by moral virtue. It's not measured by whether you're friendly with all people. In fact, there are a lot of people who you shouldn't be friendly with is the point. Yeah. Same idea here. I think it's, there's something to be said for being a friendly, nice person 
by default, I suppose. But if you're overly friendly and you're willing to look past a lot of uh, moral rot and a lot of um, bad behavior by other people, and you welcome that just as openly as you welcome the virtuous and the people who are actually living good lives and upholding the right values, mm-hmm. that's a mistake. Yeah. You, you, you don't want to go. There's a point, I suppose, at which being overly friendly is suicidal. See uh, a lot of immigration policy at the moment. Very friendly, not sustainable. That That's just as true in your personal life as it is in an international context, I would think. Anyway, thank you, Phil. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family. I think uh, we're all set. Let me give it a quick refresh and then we'll uh, we'll call it a night. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're all good. Anything else before we get out of here? Nope. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. That's right. Uh, Friday stream, not Sunday. So Friday as usual or at the usual time, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know. We might go a little bit shorter, but other than that, your typical Sunday sort of con- uh, uh, content. We'll talk about whatever's going on in the news. We'll do an episode of hoax hate i'm sure we'll talk about home alone too and all of that so we hope to see you then uh if not merry christmas happy new year remember the call-in show returns on january 4th and we'll be back on january 1st sunday with a sunday a sunday stream then as well have a great night